Chutrin, stop. Fuck me. Fuck <laughs> me. Dude, I don't know how you keep doing it unless it's on purpose. No, it's not. It's At really this point, I'm just, I can't anymore. Uh, Chikrin. Welcome back to another edition of the Time My Skates podcast. It's DG, Z, Johnny and Coots. And today we got the post trade deadline episode. It'll probably end up being super depressing and angry towards the Flyers related topics. Then we'll probably get a little more chipper as the uh as the episode goes on and we talk about all the other trades that happened around the league. Yeah, we'll be nice and chipper for when we discuss how our division got significantly better and we're just there. Sorry, DJ, yeah. keep going. No, that's fine. Um, but yeah, so before we dive in to the flyers talks anybody have anything they want to bring up oh i got to uh i I forgot to tell you guys i got a new job and i'm moving to south philly hell yeah a little bit uh a little bit of city chaos before or yeah before i get too old and uh and then i'll end up moving back towards the shore maybe but but yeah i'll be in philly i'll be neighbors with the boys Awesome. Congrats, uh, brother. Cootsie. Hey, thanks. It's a thanks. lot of fun. All right. Let's get right into Flyers talk. There isn't much to talk about because we didn't really do too much at the trade deadline, but we did make uh, moves, I guess you could call them. The Flyers made three trades before the trade deadline. I'll rattle them off real quick, and then you know we'll let the uh, the kids here start talking. We traded Isaac Ratcliffe to Nashville for future considerations. So luckily to have some future considerations (laughs) back on the club. We we traded Patrick Brown to Ottawa uh, for a 2023 sixth. And basically the big trade, if you want to call it big for the Flyers, was trading Zach McEwen to the Los Angeles Kings in return for Brendan Lemieux and a 2024 fifth round pick. Just a complete lateral move. <laughs> yeah, that it, when <laughs> I say it's the biggest trade, that's like embarrassing to even say. Dude, I thought just... Lemieux was younger, but they're the same age. Aren't they both so like, 20, like twenty-six or something? Seven, twenty-eight, yeah, 26 28, or 28, twenty-eight. Anyway, what just what an abject <laughs> failure of a trade deadline! Like, holy <laughs> fuck, boys! <laughs> like. Uh, it, it couldn't be. I mean, I'd rather him just absolutely make no deals. <laughs> like, uh, I mean, I think honestly, we, yeah, it's kind of insulting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we talked about it prior on the podcast that we knew that it was going to be a very underwhelming trade deadline, but I we didn't think it was going to be this much of a dud. Like, it was so impossibly bad that well. Decent players on expiring contracts weren't even traded because of the incompetency of the fucking management here. Yeah, and we knew it was going to be underwhelming in the sense that, like, Hayes and Provorov and Sanheim weren't going to be traded, like, any of those, the bigger names. Um, I mean, every I think everyone close to the Flyers organization was like, yeah, 100%, JVR's out the door. Like, everyone thought, like, it's going to be an underwhelming return, but you can't keep a guy making 7 million with a expiring deal is just but 
ridiculous. But we did. But we did. Um, I think. Um, and the thing is, like, he's a good player. Like, he would have definitely helped a contender. Yeah. Like, that... third line winger, first, second power play. Like, dude, big body. I know he's not the toughest guy ever, but still, he's good around the net. That's... He can take a beating. Yeah, that's the thing. I don't understand Coots is, like, obviously uh, people on Flyers Twitter and Flyers fans, like, just hate on JVR all the time. They think he's the worst hockey player ever. But, like, in actuality, Guilty. he isn't. Yeah, Johnny's one of those assholes. Um, but in actuality, <laughs> he has a bad deal, but yeah, he's a good yeah. Player. In actuality, JVR is a very bad contract, but he is still a very usable, good hockey player. He's not a top six forward by any stretch of the word, but he's going to get you goals. He's going to grind in the corners and in front of the net, and he's good on the power play. I mean, it it doesn't make sense to me how you couldn't trade him at all, even for like a sixth round pick. He was probably worth a fourth, but like. I don't know. Or maybe a third. But like, yeah, I mean, literally trade him for anything. Yeah. Anything. That's not we'll future considerations. Because it makes our team worse, which we wanted for the rest of the year. Yeah. But instead, like he's on the team. And like hypothetically, I think he makes our team better because he's a veteran that helps the younger players. And I, just, I don't know. And also <laughs> I mean, in years past, he's one of those guys that scores later in the year. Yeah. Less goals yeah. that uh, come to bite us in the ass. I mean, we'll go over the trades more in depth, but like, I mean, you got guys like Greenway and Marcus Johansson getting traded for a third or a second round, you know, pick. Like, I, I don't, I just don't see why JVR couldn't at least get a third. I, I don't. Me, see he's better than that. He's better than both I, those I, guys. <laughs> me too. I, I agree. I agree. I mean, I know to he has me, his issues yeah. or whatever. It's but, a couple of things. Chuck being yeah. a fucking terrible GM that no one respects. He, to who uses probably an app to make trades. Oh my god, that was the most ridiculous thing I've yeah, ever heard. That, does someone want to chime? Not on fucking that like Billy. <laughs> like, what do you mean you're using an app to figure out fair market trades for people? Wait, that means you can't. What you are you didn't see that? No. Oh, he said he has an app that determines fair market trade value for players, and that's what. Like, what is this NHL 23? <laughs> has the Dude, bar no where way. the trade player yeah. value is? That's yeah. like shit I use for like dynasty fantasy football to like rank my players and make trades with my friends. Yeah, like, the, the, thing, yeah. the thing that an app can't take into consideration is like fucking trade deadline where guys are traded for way like less and sometimes more than they're actually valued for because it's teams exactly. are desperate and it's trade deadline and you got to move money and shit like that always happens. Like there is a, 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 a non-analytic factor to trade deadline. I just, and, I, I also just don't know how like you quantify something that you throw into an app to where it like understands all of the like well, pieces just, of the environment yeah, and like the market, like historical just, data, but still that is the it, dumbest thing. I've that's ever the dumbest about. thing ever. So if his app is saying you need to get at least a fourth or you're ripped off and he's not taking and teams are offering fifths or whatever, and he's not taking it because his fucking app says <laughs> he's going to get ripped off when it's just like, or, there was, or there's a he, few factors. One, he held out way too long. Like JVR <laughs> should have been dealt like way before the actual deadline day because all the other teams that were his suitors were picking up guys like Johansson and uh, I mean Carolina didn't they pick up a couple? There was like Lars Eller went to like Colorado for Lars like a Eller, third, yeah. like or a second. Like yep. there were left-handed wingers getting picked up left and right on the days leading up to it. Um, obviously we're going to hear that he has a big contract. It's hard to move money. 
other teams didn't have any seemed to have any fucking trouble moving cute fucking Patrick Kane's ten million dollar contract got moved. Like yeah, why why couldn't we use a third team to broker the deal? Like I don't Minnesota was picking up money on multiple deals. Uh, allegedly Detroit was was in there at the end to to potentially be that third party broker, but that fell through. What Detroit Detroit was one hundred percent flipping him. Right. Another thing. Do you think they were gonna retain I thought they were going to be the third party as the retainer, or they were going to like, I guess, in your. Uh, I thought Eisenman was just going to fleece him and then flip him for more <laughs> to someone else. <laughs> what? Oh, like we retain half, then Eisenman retains half of the half, and, and then, then gets, and then I, I and then and gets Eisenman like a second form, something good for him. Um, I find that hard to believe that something like that could happen, but you know when it but comes you, to Chuck Fletcher and the Flyers i guess Arizona anything is possible used up all their uh salary retention spots right but you get two i think a year uh didn't they didn't they do more than that they did the the didn't they take some patrick kane money and then what was the other one Voracek? those were the only two they did no he they took Voracek's contract they uh, didn't retain that didn't anything count. okay he's on true. their team he's on their team there, there was another <laughs> there was another salary retention well, i forget but we'll the fact that you that, couldn't though. get either one them to take part of uh, JVR's contract or send them fucking Ryan Ellis for something is ridiculous. Because you know for a fact he's not going to play another fucking game in a Flyers uniform. I did not expect Ryan Ellis to come up this episode, but here we are. <laughs> <laughs> but well, for dude, real, that, that would have been really, really neat to get rid of that $6 million, but I guess his contract's too long and no one wants to... I mean, they the other teams 100% know he's never playing again. Like he's on our he's on our books until he reti- until he like retires probably. Like we're not getting rid of that. Hate to break, hate to be the bearer of bad news, but that's probably it. I don't think yeah, I'm I mean, saying anything groundbreaking here. I think we no, all I, this, this I think all of us here franchise has just lost that. so much respect on and off the ice. Like the organization, top to bottom, players on the ice, zero respect. Yeah, no, I completely agree with you. Um, but I mean, if we if we bring it back to the trade deadline and and JVR here, I think for me the bottom line is none of this matters whatsoever. I don't give a fuck that we didn't trade JVR. I don't care that we basically did nothing because I expected that to begin with. I think we care more, and I care more about like the optics point of view and basically just like what led up to JVR not getting traded. It's not that he didn't get traded because it's a meaningless pick. And he's going to be off the books. It's the fact that Chuck yet again waited to the last second. And it might not just be Chuck. It's, it's the whole fucking organization at this point, in my mind. They waited to last second to try to make a JVR trade. It was literally within the last 15 minutes. I swear to God. They tried to trade him yeah. and it didn't work. And now the fans are ripping them a new one. I, I mean, there's no other so. way to put it. Uh, and like back to this app thing like is he you know <laughs> he looks at the value of jvr is he not contacting teams because he thinks oh they won't take whatever for jvr because he's not worth it uh, like dude, the uh I like, have, he's I've, missing out on the human aspect of things you gotta just wheel and deal a little bit like just talk to people the i thing, feel like he doesn't well, even talk to people <laughs> he made 17 calls though Coots. what are you talking about 17? he made 17 calls 
Holy there are 32 cow. teams in the league. He made 17 calls. That's kind of a joke, actually. And he didn't even say 17 different calls. There could be multiple calls to the same team. <laughs> like, <laughs> but, but uh, I would call literally every team Coots, the, to get the, him off our books. The other part of it is it's not like he's had a few days to get things going on this. He's had since last offseason and done absolutely no groundwork whatsoever. <laughs> the, the reason we didn't get Goudreau was because JVR was on our books. And, and it was and that. it was hard to move money. Oh my god, yeah, hard to move money. Meanwhile, look at these fucking teams. <laughs> look at <laughs> Rangers. We thought we were they were done after Tarasenko. Yeah, they add Kane. Fucking the Bruins ha- already have two top oh number one defensemen in Lindholm and uh, McAvoy, and then they add Orloff, who's a legitimate number three in the league or number two on solid teams. Yeah, and then look look at their win, and then adding Bertuzzi. Oh Bertuzzi, yeah, then they add Bertuzzi oh, too. Sorry, this jumping team was ahead. already stacked. Tichi's getting pissed. <laughs> jumping way ahead, boys. The fuck. Sorry, I know, but it's just like we we're, gotta we're throw some time. comparisons out not there because it's time. just so so fucking sad, dude. Like, am I allowed to just be fans of another team until like the Flyers are in the playoffs again? Is that allowed? Well, here, we have, here's the thing. I, here's no. the thing. I feel like we should just pay attention to some other teams for the rest of the year because like I've already paid attention to the Flyers, but like, in my opinion, like I'm kind of in on the senators now. Go sense go baby. I like, I want to find a team in the West. Gee, I wonder why I'm not going to root for the and the stars. Yeah. I'm not going to root for a team. That's like a bandwagon, like, you know, like Rangers, Boston, Carolina, like, I mean, but a I team like, like Ottawa on the fringe or like a team I out feel like west. something like this like happens like naturally every playoffs though when the Flyers aren't in it. At least for me personally. Pick up another team. Me, I know, I'm not gonna I'm early. not gonna I'm not gonna act like actively root for another team just because I don't believe in that, but do what you want. I, mean, I will, dude. I was well, I was rooting for like Colorado to win last year. Well, I mean, nothing's gonna actually get me excited. Like, I'm not gonna get, jump out of my couch when like a team scores an overtime goal. I just want high drama. That isn't the Flyers? Hockey, that's intense. Well, yeah, I, I, I was talking about this with my buddies. Like, for me, I think hockey is like some of the most fun I've ever watched in a long time because I think we're in like the best era of NHL hockey, one of the best eras ever. Mm-hmm. I mean, you got some serious numbers being put up all around the league. Fucking I mean, you got David. McDavid on pace for like 165 points. Like insane numbers we haven't seen since Lemieux in his prime. So I think there's a lot going on and there's still a lot of fights. There's still like big hard hits. I mean, and just, to, just some insane plays that I'm watching on these teams. To me, hockey is one of those sports where if your team sucks ass, you can easily just pick up some other teams or just like basically just watch games, just like the good games. And it's yeah. easy to watch and it's enjoyable. Whereas like maybe like another sport like baseball, if your team sucks, like, are you actually going to watch another baseball team play? I don't think so. Don't, you might, you might pull some uh, nerves there. Or strike some nerves. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't fans, care. I, I could strike our some fans nerves. Our fans might love baseball. Care. You. <laughs> Yeah, our fans like hockey as far as I know. That's why they're listening. Ronnie uh, from Delco would... is pissed at you right now. Well, would you say Johnny from Delco? Ronnie. Oh, Ronnie? It's yeah, I feel like Ronnie is a Delco name. <laughs> I don't think I know too many Ronnies, but yeah, maybe. Um, okay, let's get back to the Flyers. Let's wrap up this Flyers segment before we get around the league. 
and talk about all the other trades that went down uh, at the deadline. Let's talk about the uh, the se- season ticket holder town hall a little bit and and the Chuck Fletcher uh, press conference because after the trade deadline, these were the, the things that have popped up over the past two days that have garnered some attention. Um, first thing that comes to mind for me is Coatsy telling everybody to to chill out and have some class to all the fans shut, shut the at the season up, ticket Coatsy. holder thing. Yeah, and he's someone, one to talk. Yeah, and someone immediately yells, up. no, like immediately as he tells them to have class. I thought that was funny. Fucking drunk bitch. Shut up, Coatsy. Jesus Christ. It's It was funny, though, because ob- it was obvious that there was a bunch of booze uh, Danny for B. Chuck. And then cheers for Danny B. A bunch, which... of, bunch of booze for Chuck and a bunch of booze for Coatsy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> good. I actually I got know. something, guys. So do you guys hate Danny B as well? Like, do, are you cool with Danny B? Because like, okay, I, mean, so I, I have a very, I think I have ahead, a very Danny. unique. Yeah, no, I think I have a very I'm unique a... take on because I did. I did. I did when he first got assigned to his role last year. But now I feel you like he's what? like too. I feel him? like he's too. No, no, no. I love, like, obviously you loved, loved him. When he was he was, oh yeah. One of my favorite players of all time. I love when he like got, um, like assigned to the role he did last year because I thought he was going to take over and there was going to be immediate change. Now I think I'm worried a little bit that he's too embedded into the current fabric to where if he takes over full time that there's not going to be the change that we desire. That's at least where I stand on. Yeah, I mean, I agree with that. And I it's like the the issues of this franchise are so more deeply ingrained than just Chuck Fletcher that I feel like you move him out and put Danny B in, it's just going to be like a fucking Danny B's the puppet now, and there's someone you're just, else. So. You're just shifting heads. Yeah. You know, it's it's not going to do much. I love Danny B, and I thought, like, I was worried when he was, like, interviewing for the Montreal GM position and, like, that shit. Like, obviously love him as a player, but um, I don't know. I mean, we got to see the only way to find out they're not going to fire fucking Dave Scott. So only way to find out is throw Danny B in there and see, see what changes, if anything. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I guess they could still that... go outside though and get someone else. Yeah. I mean, I posed this question to you guys about Danny because I was having second thoughts as well. Uh, obviously I was also excited when Danny got named assistant to the general manager. Uh, <laughs> shout out Dwight Trude. Um, but like now I'm at the in a position where I think that having any sort of alumni in any sort of power position within the Flyers is downright stupid. Can, can, like I want them to clean house, fire everyone and start <laughs> to fill positions with people that actually have proven to do a good job. Yeah, they're before, not going to do and it. And that aren't former Flyers because that whole old boys club bullshit like is starting to aggravate me. I just think they're I, never going to do it. That's never going to happen, and Comcast is never going to sell the team. Everyone can tweet at Comcast Spectacor all they, they want, much money. but the team's not a team to them. It's an asset, and as long as it's making money, they don't give a fuck what's going on over there. And no matter what, this team always makes money. Yeah. It's one of the biggest so markets even like in the Ant, entire country. And San Filippo was talking about it. Like, um, They're not looking to sell if a group comes together and offers them something to buy the team they might consider that but they're not looking to sell the team all right boys uh so everybody chip in five bucks everybody that's listening and we'll be able to we have enough listeners that will be able to afford the philadelphia all flyers. proceeds of the chucky the clown <laughs> shirt will go to purchasing the philadelphia flyers 
<laughs> I mean, I'm I'm more comfortable with a former player than someone like Chuck Fletcher, a Harvard guy. Like, I, I just don't think he has respect around the league. I, I don't know. You think a yeah, Harvard I think Dan, guy I think, actually had a brain. I think I Danny know. V but, will, will be more respected. For sure. Yeah. I don't know. I just feel like Chuck doesn't have that relationship with other GMs. It just, you know, the GMs, a lot of them, they go out, they hang out, they talk, you know, they might grab a few drinks, play golf together. I, I, I just, I, I don't think he's in that club. I think, I think maybe they think he's a, and I'm just speculating here, but he's just a Harvard fancy lad. A fucking nerd. Who's got a degree. Who, and, no, and who has a no job numbers. because his dad was a GM. Yeah, I, I I didn't know I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. weren't Didn't Bobby Clark hire Fletcher too? He what, that was his first job. Oh, really? I think was Bobby Clark hiring him in Florida. Gotcha. What I heard yeah. about Danny, by the way, is that he actually prefers to be on the business side versus the hockey side. So, like, he might not even end up becoming the general manager at some point. Um, he might want to be. Oh, that's fucking sick. Ops. Nice. Or, what do you sorry, mean? Business ops. What does that entail? What is that? Like basically Danny wants to be on the business side. He doesn't want to be involved with the player management part of the business, which is what general managing is. Um, and where did you hear that one from? So that involved trades? Twitter, art, uh, Twitter articles from fly, different flyers, base blog websites. Mm-hmm. I don't know which one exactly, but. I don't know. I could just imagine Danny Breer you know, sitting down talking to Eiserman and being like, hey, like, let's do something. Here. I think he you would know? be and better then, than Chuck, but yeah. But, but like I agree. I, I understand player. the concern that you were talking about, Johnny. I understand that because he's so embedded in this culture yeah. that we've known for the last 10 years, pretty much. Yeah. I mean, pretty if he's much. sitting there and learning from Chuck Fletcher on how to be a GM, <laughs> I'm not too con- fucking convinced that he's going to do a great job. Going on NHL 23 and proposing trades <laughs> and seeing if it works other, out. <laughs> other than like being respected and being able to pull off trades, it's the transparency to the fans. Oh. Who was the baseball player on the Phillies that said he fucking hated this place? Alec Baum. Alec Baum. Yeah, Baum. Dude, and then he owned it. Like what? Yeah. Like this guy, Chuck needs to own it. He got. He has to own that we suck right now, and that you know maybe he didn't do the best he, job with certain things. He has now. Well, he kind of did during he, oh, he his press did. conference. He said, "Yeah, like our current situation is on me a little bit." Like he did take some blame, but but like to, it, it's honestly a like little too little too late. Though. Too didn't little, he flip flop a little bit there? Yeah, he went back and said, I think retool was like poor language or something like that. And it's just like, come on, dude. You were like, and he, was no saying shit. like he was saying, like, I don't like to use the rebuild word. Like, nobody does, is basically what he was saying. Um, yeah, but I just don't think have really to. What is it, a fucking pride thing with these GMs? <laughs> yeah. Dude, call it, it, call it what it is. Because I, I think Philly you're fans would appreciate everyone. That. Otherwise, you're just misleading everyone. But it's well, also like, here- okay, he could say all he wanted that they're going to do a rebuild two years ago, but the actions. Did not support that. They haven't. Yeah. St- they still haven't done any actions that show they're they're committed to a rebuild. <laughs> well, I think we're at, we're up month. against the cap. Yeah. Well, the rebuild word tends to mean that you basically tear the team down to its you know tear it to shreds and start over. Whereas that's not the philosophy or strategy that they wanted to go with. They wanted to get rid of some expiring contracts, revamp the team slightly, and and move forward with the prospects and draft picks that we have. 
That's kind of a rebuild. But See, yeah. was that you? Did you say we don't have a second round pick this year? Yeah, we we, we do not. We don't have a, We have one first and no second this year or next year. I think. Yeah, we have no second next year, but we have two firsts next year. <sighs> but and, that's the uh, that's kind of trash. Yeah, it's not good, Coots. It's not good for for a team that is like. And have we're also. You, have you seen? Have you seen Arizona? <laughs> Arizona's draft board. We're also still no, very yeah. against the cap. They they have two the, for twenty twenty three. They have two first, a second, and four thirds. For twenty twenty four, they have a first, four seconds, and three thirds. And for twenty twenty five, they have a first, four seconds, and two thirds. So they're just gonna trade all those fucking seconds and thirds for actual. Or them. That like that's a lot of fucking ammunition they have. Yeah. The problem is like, anybody that Arizona drafts and develops immediately yeah. wants to like, leave. Look so at the it Blues. Really matter. The Blues have three first round picks this year. Three. Yep. Yeah. I mean, granted, it's the Rangers' conditional one, and uh, first or first man, and, it doesn't matter. And Toronto's, still. but that's ammo. They it's have almost ammo to like make deals. I said this in the group chat, but it's almost like they learn from the Flyers' mistakes. Of not holding mm-hmm. on to players for too long. I mean, because they're doing a re- they're doing an actual. Retreat. I mean, maybe like Baruby like nudged them and be like, "Hey, this is where we fucked up sure. in Philly." I agree, hundred percent agree. Because they still got their young guys and Thomas and Kairou. They still have Falk back there on defense, like a good solid. I don't know they, they got Tori Krug too. Uh, Krug still. Uh, they Pareko. got a good solid core. Pareko. Yeah. Wait, 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 TG, how did you just say that? Uh, we can, we, we can ignore that. <laughs> wait, I kind of wait. No, 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 I no, no. Wait, I want to hear Periaco. that. Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, I kind of forgot where the Y was in his name. <laughs> oh, my Lord. <laughs> You're just doing that on purpose, now. Yeah, I mean, I could yeah, be, I but I think they, I'm just dude, I think they, I'm just they, an idiot. They took a flyer. <laughs> they traded for Jacob Verana, who struggled a little bit in Detroit, but is a fucking can put the puck in the net. Yeah, right, if you guys want to talk about other teams so goddamn problems. badly, yeah, we might as well move teams. on. But yeah, yeah, let's <laughs> move on. Okay. Uh, no more Flyers talk. We're all Maybe. annoyed. <laughs> Chuck Fletcher sucks ass. Go buy one of our t-shirts. Oh, can I do one let's... more? <laughs> yeah, okay, fine. Z, you're it the last is, one, and then we'll move it on. It is related to other teams and sorts, but I don't know if we forgot about this, but February 22nd, the Golden Knights traded Shea Weber and a fifth to Arizona for Dyson Mayo, just a random AHL player. But Arizona took all of Shea Weber's $7.8 million. How many years does he have left? Multiple? Let's see. Yeah, multiple, I'm pretty sure. Dude, Chuck sucks. It's as simple as that. Uh, I mean, one, two, three, four, 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 four years. He's UFA. I bet you they still think that Ryan Ellis will be able to play at some point. I bet you they're that dumb. For three more years <sighs> after this year, $7.857 million. Ridiculous. And Alice is four more at 6.25. Yeah. And th- they traded him in a fifth and got an AHL player back. It's not like they got future considerations or some bullshit. They only traded, they literally just took Shea Weber for free. They didn't really even charge anything. They just said, yeah, we'll just pay Shea Weber $7 million a year for you guys. Ridiculous. Which makes no sense. It makes no sense. Why would you do that? Like what is wrong with Arizona? They, they like, have to hit the cap floor. They have to hit the cap floor. <laughs> okay, I guess that's true. They do, but it's just like you like you're just Flyers are not creative at all. 
Hextall was creative because remember when Hextall got no, rid of Conger? He traded Ronaldo for a third. Like that was crazy. Yep. I mean, he made some crazy moves, but um, all right. Look, look, let's look. let's cut the Flyers talk here and let's move on to around the league. There was a lot of trades that went down uh, at the deadline, and honestly, most of the trades, the good trades, <clears throat> went down well before it. Uh, I think the best way to go about it here is just to go division by division. Uh, we have we'll have all the teams talk about the big acquisitions, and then you know, like the major things, we'll just you know hit on a little bit. Um, so let's start with the Metropolitan Division. I think the New York Rangers is probably a good place to start because Jesus. they basically got all the guys. Uh, obviously, the Rangers acquired Tarasenko uh, from St. Louis. We dot we dove into that trade in time ice skates episode 37 so we won't talk about that here go check out that episode if you want to hear more about tarasenko uh the rangers also traded away Kravstov for a basically a prospect and a 2026 seventh round pick so nothing for nothing and then obviously the rangers acquired patrick kane uh and cooper zek from the chicago blackhawks for a couple prospects a conditional second in 2023 and a, and a uh, 2023 fourth Part of that deal, Arizona uh, got a third round pick in 2025 to take 25% of Kane's contract. So when all said and done, Patrick Kane is a New York Ranger for roughly two and a half million dollars. Yeah. And uh, Nico Mikola was part of that Tarasenko deal as well. So that's a second pair of defense. Solid six yeah. man. Six defenseman. Again, we did talk about that in episode 37. Yeah. Uh, but let's talk about Patrick Kane here because he's the big fish. Uh what are your guys' first thoughts in that trade? Because it made me want to off myself. I mean, yeah. Fuck the Rangers. I'm happy that they like haven't won a game with him yet. But <laughs> uh feels good. I hate that people are comparing it to the Giroux situation because it kind of is that that he said he was like, I'll only go to one team, so you kind of have to make that work. But people being like, see, Chuck wasn't that bad. Like he got more for Giroux than the fucking Blackhawks got for Kane, I hate that comparison. But besides that, I don't want. We don't have to go back to Flyers talk. I th- but I, f- I felt like Kane more forcibly only wanted to yes, get New York yes. more than Giroux chose his team. I thought Kane yeah. was like, I'm not going anywhere but New York. You better trade me there. Yeah, yeah. And the market was different last year. Um, like what? But just seeing him back with back with Pan- Panarin, I mean. They had, they still have their chemistry. They're gonna get it back though, like by playoff time. And they're they'll be they'll be wheeling and dealing. But yeah, it's, it's cool. They're just such that right a now, now they suck. Now. Yeah, it, it's cool right now that they suck and they haven't won a game with Patty Kane. But like they got twenty more games to like change up the lines a little bit, you know, tweak the power play and like get healthy and figure it out. And and you know they're gonna make a push for the Stanley Cup. You just know. And if they can't. Um, if, if if they can't perform, they have fucking Igor in that. Yeah. And also, dude, like the thing is, like, even if like it doesn't like even if this like completely backfires on them, they didn't give up anything. Yeah. That's the worst part of it. They didn't yeah. get they didn't mortgage their future at all, really. Kraftsov, nope. like he was just they were gonna he trade was never him gonna play anyway. I mean, it's just that's the most annoying part, at least for me. It's like yeah. not that they really got these There's... players. Well, I mean, it's annoying that they got both, literally. But like the they, fact they that only, they didn't give up anything. Yeah, they only gave up essentially a first, a second, and Sammy Blay to 
to get Tarasenko and Patrick Kane. That's all they gave up. It was crazy. There, it, there's almost no risk on their end, and if anything, they lay some groundwork to resign these guys. People love to sign with New York, so crazy. Both can get their chemistry together. I hate to say it, but they, they will. will. No, no. And you got two guys. You got two guys that are not only are they like very skilled guys, still with a lot left in the tank. They both won cups. Yeah. So that's huge to add yeah. to a Rangers team that is still starving for that playoff experience. You know, every year they get a little better, but but it's gonna really help having those guys. Yeah. And it's you know, I hate to say it, but Patrick Kane playing with Artemi Panarin again in New York, no less, is just so good for the National Hockey League and just yeah. like the brand in general. It's awesome. Especially come the playoffs. Like imagine if the Eastern Conference final is the Boston Bruins versus the New York Rangers with all, all those stars going as a hockey each other. fan, that would be amazing. Yeah. Uh, but as a Flyers fan, <laughs> yeah, as a Flyers fan, it's like fuck. One of these teams going. Well, I mean, even like everyone, like uh, like when the trade when the Kane trade like dropped, like um, like you you had like Knicks players like mentioning going to like hockey games now. Like pretty much the whole sports world kind of paid attention to that because you have a big time player going to a big time. The only person that didn't care. Stephen A. Smith. <laughs> oh, wait, that, was, that was that was wild. Annoying. Yeah. What did you say? <laughs> they were like, which out of the New York teams will be the uh the next to win a championship? And one of the whichever pundit they had on was like the New York Rangers. And they were like, No, no, hockey doesn't count. Hockey doesn't count. Just just baseball, football, basketball, Dude, hockey doesn't count. What the like, all right, ESPN and, trying and to grow the game literally just has our rights. And then even A. Smith's like, the only thing I know about hockey is the puck is black. And they say, hello, you Gary Bettman. <laughs> yeah, he said he loves Gary Bettman. So if that's the only thing he knows about hockey, you know he's a fucking idiot. Yeah. He is an idiot. Let's yeah, be ESPN honest. ESPN fucking sucks. He's a fucking idiot. Their broadcasts have been fucking terrible this year. This year, they were bad agreed. last year, too. Um. Okay. No more Rangers talk. It's depressing. Let's talk about the New Jersey Devils next. Uh, they acquired Timo Meyer from San Jose in uh. a pretty big, yeah, in a pretty big package deal, uh, which essentially uh, involved Fabian Zetterland, a 2023 conditional first and a 2024 conditional second, heading back to San Jose. Uh, the Devils also acquired Curtis Lazar for a 2024 fourth. Um, Good moves by the Devils all around, in my opinion. I think I don't Literally think it gonna... might be the most painful segment we've ever done. Yeah, it's okay, Johnny, because you're gonna you're I'm gonna like... you're gonna black out soon and not. Uh, Myers just scored his first goal tonight too with the Devils on the first game. Good Why would you say that? <laughs> I'm just saying they have been like uh, stomping them. teams. Yeah, I think uh, <laughs> I personally don't think the Devils are going to go anywhere this playoffs. I think they had they've had a sick year. I, I don't know at, about that, DG drunk. Can I finish my point, or are you going to interrupt me every time, Johnny? <laughs> I, I like interrupting you because you get a little That's mad. right up I Johnny's like, alley. I like, I like getting you fired up a little, but go ahead. Okay. If I could get my <laughs> point across, uh, I think Timo Meyer is obviously a guy that, a guy that they're going to resign, and I think adding him to the core that they already have is going to be awesome for the Devils moving forward. So, like, I don't again, I don't think they're gonna go anywhere in the playoffs. I think they've had just an insanely good year, better than they are. Uh, but I think as a building block and a core piece for the future, like what a tr- what a trade for uh, for the devils. 
I agree. Um, I think that team has a lot of speed, and then you add him. He's such a dynamic player, and he's big. He's like 6'1", 220. He can fucking wheel out there, and he's got a nice shot. He's He drives to the net. He just creates – seems like he's the kind of guy that creates chances every time he has the puck. And then you already add that to a team – did I already say this? That's already like – every time Hughes has the puck is like, you know, those guys are just so fast on that team. Mm-hmm. The only thing that They're the Devils are going to have to do now – yeah, the only thing the Devils are going to have to do is this offseason, they got quite a handful of RFA and UFAs, so they're going to have to make some decisions just because yeah. in the cap world, they can't keep everyone. Uh, and I think guys like uh, Brat, Tatar, uh, to name a couple, are two of the yes, guys that are expiring. Yeah, Dougie uh, Hamilton. Jesper Boquist, Nathan, Nathan Bastion, Michael McLeod. Cute's boy. Yeah, my boy. Uh Ryan Graves, Damon Severson. They got a they got a bunch, dude. Severson's a good defenseman. He's a top four guy. Right? Underrated guy. Yeah. <laughs> Mackenzie Blackwood. I'm kind of with you. Um, though, DG, like I, I think they can make a lot of noise, but I, I think this will be a good year for them to get their feet wet in the playoffs, make a little noise. Well, They're going to play the know, Rangers in round one. It's going to be very difficult. That's going to be unbelievable. They're yeah. they they're faster than the Rangers, in my opinion. So I think the Rangers have be a more good veteran leadership, which will help them for sure. And they just went to the Eastern Conference Finals last. They year. have the better goalie too. Yeah, I'm yeah. surprised that New Jersey didn't go after another goalie. Yeah, and people forget the Devils were the sixth worst team in the league last year. They their pick was sixth right after ours. Yeah. Yeah. So they turned it around real quick. Obviously, uh, all the yeah, guys have been lapped by every quick. team. <laughs> the Metro. Well, all right. Well, their team, they, they struck when the iron was hot. They started signing people. They knew they were going to have a good team to, to put around their young core yeah. of, of Heeshear, Hughes, uh, Dawson Mercer is coming into to, uh, yeah. I to love fruition. Dawson Mercer. I, I think mean, he's these a, guys a are RFA flying next year. Has, Dougie Hamilton no, tied the most goals yeah. in franchise history. I watched that. He ripped one. Yeah, that was in. that was a big step for them to go go for Hamilton early when they weren't really. Yeah, like there was a lot of contenders in on the mix with there, and they had cap space and knew they could pay him the nine mil. So, yeah, getting him early was huge for them. Yeah. All right. Must be nice. Yeah, let's be nice. Let's move on to the Pittsburgh Penguins. Uh, the Penguins made a lot of very minor trades, the biggest being acquiring... Hextall Mi- trades. Yeah, Hextall trades. Exactly, cutes. Uh, <laughs> they acquired Mikel Granlin from the Nashville Predators for a 2023 second. They traded Teddy Bluger to Vegas uh, for a player and a 2024 third. They also acquired Nick Benino and Dmitry Kulikov. Uh you know, essentially for a couple picks here or there, but the biggest they being Mikel Granlund. Yeah, um, this isn't nothing. Yeah. He, nothing I mean, Mikel Granlund's a good I mean, player, but hey, at least they made had a bad year this year. <laughs> Not bad, quiet year this year. Uh, Penguins fans are living at, at Hextall. They want him gone. Which yeah. Is funny. I mean, go back and look at our tweets from four years ago. It's the same thing. We should start doing that more often. <laughs> uh, scrolling back through our <laughs> timelines to look at. 
like let's scroll back to when like risto got like all that stuff and to see what we were saying it was probably horrible i think i don't want to look at it i think i kind of were big risto guys yeah i think i defended him i'm not gonna lie i kind of that i I defended his. I 100% defended. I wrote a whole article yeah, on why this was did. a good thing. You did. Yeah, <laughs> but to to for to be fair to us, we did not defend. Uh, we might have defended resigning him. I did not like resigning him, but I think no, I did not. I was not. Us. I was out. I mean, no, also all the injuries really did hurt. I, I mean, if we did have, oh, dude, not shut, shut up, Chuck. Shut up, Chuck. Him. Don't talk. But about I'm the saying that did that. <laughs> if really if did. Uh, you know, if Coots isn't injured, and uh, we would be, uh, you know. In the playoffs, I know that's an excuse, but I, I mean, it is, it is true, but Chuck still needs to act. You gotta, you gotta, you know, you see all these guys go down, you gotta do things. Trust me, if Coots comes back fully healthy, I mean, it'll be a big thing. People forget how good he was. Um, yeah, but let's go on, let's go on to the caps because they made let's go to the caps because I read yeah. moves. I actually really liked some of the caps moves here, I think they did a great job. Um, so they obviously traded Dmitry Orlov. We mentioned that earlier, um, uh, and Hathaway to Boston for Craig Smith, Andre Svetlakov, the 2023 first, 2025 second, 2024 third. Part of that deal, the, the Minnesota Wild retained 25% of Orlov's contract. Uh, so that's one big deal. The Caps also traded away Marcus Johansson for a 2024 third. They acquired Rasmus Sundin from the Toronto Maple Leafs for Eric Gustafson and, and a 2023 first. first. That's, wild. That's crazy. That's the wildest trade, I think. Yeah. And then uh, the last trade that they made, they acquired the, a 2025 second from Colorado for Lars that, Eller. That was wild. You can't get anything for JVR and Lars Eller gets you a second. Yeah. Yeah. We 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 yeah. mentioned yeah. Eller earlier. This is the <laughs> this is the trade. <laughs> So uh, I don't know like what Washington's doing. I mean, they're two points out of the wild card. Are they? They're doing not, a mini They know they're not good enough, and they're doing a mini far, a mini tweak. Yeah, uh, but I mean, I respect. I think it. they've I think had injuries anyone... too. Like Wilson just got back. Carlson's been out. Backstrom, Backstrom got back late. I mean, I think they know that they're this year is not really their year. So I think they're making a little bit of some future moves. But I, think... I mean. Go yeah you can oh, yeah sorry sorry to cut in but uh I think the Orlov trade is like a, I think it's pretty good it's probably fair um mm. it, like they had to make a decision I guess but like my favorite move they made here is acquiring Rasmus Sandin that I mean, is crazy they obviously trade. had to give up a first but like he's immediately yeah. slid into that team and he's a good player like he's twenty two that's he's like a guy I wish Chuck size. went and tried to get from yeah. Toronto like. Just awesome. I think that was a good that like that's a rebuild yeah, on the fly. I, I would like Chuck to go after him. I would be pissed if we gave up our first. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> it's funny that Eric Gustafson was included in that. That's but... hilarious. Until we get to Toronto, they picked up like seven D men. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, they basically yeah, traded Orlov I mean... and they recouped it with Sandine, who's probably gonna be a pretty good top four D man. I'd say probably a four. Maybe a three yeah. if he's playing incredible. He could slide into that Orlov role. He's still young, future. so yeah, yeah. And uh, um, to, yeah, you just need to play solid defense and give over the puck when you're on the Caps. Like it's good for the Toronto Maple Leafs. So they might get a good draft pick. You never know. Yeah, let's uh, let's go on to yep the Hurricanes. 
the Carolina Hurricanes. Uh, the Hurricanes really didn't do too much this deadline, but they did acquire Jesse Pugliarvi from Edmonton, uh, and they also acquired Shane Gossespierre, former Flyers legend, uh, in exchange for a 2026 third-round pick. Yeah, uh, you know, we're all clown. All Flyers fans are being clowned for the ghost trade, like the fact that we couldn't get a team to give up anything for, we had to pay a team to take him two, two years ago, and now he's getting traded for a third, and we can't trade any of our players. Um, fucking awesome, great. Yeah. I love, I'm happy Ghost is on a playoff, on like a playoff team, and we get to see him play in the playoffs, mm. and he's. Already, first game was against Arizona in Arizona. He scored a power play goal. Uh, he played uh, today on Sunday and scored uh, a power play goal again and had two assists. So he's fit in great so far. I mean, obviously, he's still going to have his defensive you know, issues, but I think Carolina can mask that a little better. I, I like, I kind of don't mind that they didn't do anything like from their perspective. You know, some Nothing they're major. they're what the second or third best team in the league. I mean, yeah. you don't want to disrupt the locker room too much. Yeah, could have even been a thing where the where the guys in the locker room said, "Hey, we don't want to lose anybody," so mm-hmm. they add a character guy like Ghost to the team, who yeah. will step right in and yeah, he's putting up numbers. Yeah, and and um, they got a lot of defensive minded def- uh defensemen on that team too that you could plug next to next to Ghost. Like he he's not going to play with Burns. He'll probably play with like a Slavin type guy or, or Slavin uh, so good so or I'm assuming I'm assuming Shea. Slavin and Burns is the top dogs there. Yeah, maybe yeah. Shea or, Brady or Shea, Pesci. Pesci. Yeah, maybe like they Calvin have, Dehan. They have a lot of uh, options and then Pooley RV, I mean take a chance on a young maybe? guy. Yeah. You know. I mean, reclamation project, right? He's a big guy who has a lot who has wheels, you know. Yeah, yeah. and was maybe a shadowed a little bit by McDavid and I mean, obviously, he didn't put up his num- numbers. He should. Have, yeah, yeah. Also, when you, you got McDavid and Drysaddle getting all the ice time on that team, I'm a big uh, advocate for like bringing in guys that are were high, highly talented players that yeah. maybe aren't Look working out. It. And you, yeah, I love, I love moves like that. <laughs> I think Puliyarvi will work out over there, but who knows? We'll see. I, I'm yeah. expecting a deep run by them. It's yeah. been too long, too many years of them getting knocked out in the second ish round. Yeah, I mean it's still going to be tough this year, dude. Oh, it's going to be a bloodbath. But all right, let's uh let's move to the last two teams here. Uh, the Islanders who acquired Bo Horvat. That was basically their big deadline acquisition. Uh, we actually talked about that in episode thirty six. So head on over to that episode if you want more in depth analysis on that deal. They also picked but- up Pierre Engvall, right, from Toronto. Yeah, which to me is nothing. Yeah. It's an it's a very he's a, minor he's move. A, he's a decent. Uh, he's a good uh, big boy. He's like six center. five. Yeah, he's like good face off guy. He's a, it's he's a typical a, Islander a, player. Yeah, he's a no name guy who will score against the Flyers every time we play the Islanders. Now, <laughs> <laughs> he's a good playoff pickup, but I, I just I'm not confident in that team. And we can move on. From yeah. There. Uh, so the last team in the Metro, the Columbus Blue Jackets. Uh, Basically, the notable moves here, they traded Nyquist to Minnesota for a fifth. They traded Voracek and a sixth to Arizona. So it looks like Voracek might be done playing hockey. That's sad. And then yeah. they also did Jonathan Quick a favor and traded him to the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, 
so that he can go on maybe one uh, last. Him, they actually this. traded him to the Columbus Blue Jackets, who then traded him to the. We're Columbus. talking about the Blue Jackets. We're talking. Looks about like the, Blue the Flyers Jackets. might win, by the way, boys. We didn't talk about saying. the Kings. Oh yet. shit! Yeah, yeah. No, that's fair. Pay attention, Johnny. Yeah. Come on. Uh, but obviously, and then to Gavrikov, me, but we'll talk about that with the with the Kings trade. Oh yeah, when we get I yeah, sorry, I didn't include it here, but they did trade Gavrikov and Corpusalo to the yeah, Los Angeles Kings. Yeah. But when we get to the Kings, we'll talk more about them because I think it's more about the Kings acquiring than the Blue Jackets trading way. But let's move on to the Atlantic division. Um let's start with the Boston Can I talk Bruins. About the Blue Jackets real quick. Sure. Yeah. I real real quick, I think they have some some legitimate stars on that team. And yeah. they could be like they could be a destination for free agents and they have some guys that are injured. Well, and... Wait, they were a Coots. destination for a free agent. You're telling me you got uh-huh. a superstar on your team and you become a destination for free agents. That's wild. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. Holy shit. I, I think they Who can turn it around quick though. It's not their sure, year. Dude, they have line and Goudreau. They have some good players. And I mean, if they get Connor Renzi. Bedard. What? They're going to get one of those top and four dogs. They always have the, good in the draft too. They should they should have been better this year. They had a shit ton of injuries, a lot um, of injuries. Our boy Dan, but it's going to work out better for them to get a high pick. Way, and fucking what a GM Yarmo is, dude. I love that guy. So the Boston Bruins, uh, we mentioned it in the Capitals uh, piece, but they acquired Orlov and Hathaway from Washington. They also acquired Tyler Bertuzzi. From Detroit for a 2024 first and a 2025 fourth. Uh, it's the same old Boston Bruins, in my opinion. They're just acquiring good players at the deadline that are going to help their team, probably for the long haul. Bertuzzi will probably be re signed there and he'll probably be great. I love that. I love these trades. I mean, a team that was already stacked adds a guy, Tyler Bertuzzi, put up like 60 points a year ago. Yeah, I mean, and he's scrappy. I mean, perfect playoff player. Hathaway, you solidify the bottom six. Another scrappy player, playoff guy, big guy. And Orloff, a legitimate number two on most NHL teams. He's going to be a number three on this team, maybe even number four. So, I mean, and he already, and Orloff, how many points does he have? He has like three games and like nine or like four games, nine points. He's basically been Bobby Orr since getting traded to the Bruins. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and they already have. Two defense, other defensemen that can put yeah. up those numbers too. It's it's wild. Such and a they, stack team. To me, they barely. I they traded two firsts. They traded a first for Orlov, and they traded the first next year to get Bertuzzi. Oh, but but like, that's fine, dude. They still have Bergeron and Krejci and Marshand and Pasternak and McAvoy. Like they don't. What is a first going to do for them? They don't need. They, they're like these guys. They have this core. You know what I mean? Like they in. need to win with this core. First isn't going to help them in in five years. Yeah, they I mean, don't. I mean, first isn't going to help them now. It will in five years. If they don't win this year, I'm wondering if Krejci and Bergeron resign again. Uh, to me, I feel like it's winner yeah, bust. I think yeah, they're just like, going to stay there. Yeah, or go I mean, back Bergeron's, to check again. You guys know Bergeron's contract, right? Have we mentioned it on the pod before? Probably he's, he's getting paid five million dollars, but it's two and a half cap hit and then two and yeah, a half bonus. signing bonus. Yeah, unreal. Like the Boston just gets guys that just want to play for them that badly that they're taking contracts like that. Well, well, you want to break down Pasternak's big deal? <laughs> I mean, it just happens. Um, 
what did it what was it 11 million 11 and a half yeah let me pull it up mm-hmm. uh <laughs> i'm okay with that yeah it's 11.25 <laughs> is the cap hit but it's like it, it's all split up like 8.5 salary and 4.5 bonuses for the first year. The only- and there's like modified no move, no move, no move, and then like no trades and modified no trades towards the end. But it's like, huh. It, uh, he's, I'm surprised the Bruin actually took like a big deal, but he deserves it. But he's going to have like a 50 goal year. He definitely deserves year. it. It's like 43 or 44 goals. Or he screwed the team over. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think there's any realm where a player getting what they deserve screws their team over. Like he deserves that money. He's so good. That guy is so good. He's not fucking his team over. They're still insane. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Hathaway and Bertuzzi are just perfect bottom, bottom line, uh, or like uh bottom six Bruins players. Did you see Bertuzzi, Bertuzzi without the fucking nub on his stick? <laughs> Dude, that was wild. Not taping his Bert- stick at all. No nub and no tape job. Both. Like the little cap that goes at the end, it was just not there. I don't know what line they're going to plug him in, but he can. He's been playing on the Patrice third. He's the kind of guy that could play on the second line. But yeah, yeah he's just a really good third line He's been playing on the third with, uh, with Coyle and. Um, and Hall? No, Hall's injured. He's on LTIR. Oh, is he? Okay. Yeah. Well, it's going to be him, Hall, and. Uh, I forget that. who the other forward is. Best I think Frederick was playing on the third with him. Frederick, you can plug him on third, yeah. Yeah, but their second, that second line is the check line, Krejci, Zaka, and Pasternak. And the first line, I Good think line. DeBrusque is playing with Marchand and Bergeron. Okay. Um, yeah, that makes sense. I like that. Yeah, they're pretty fucking balanced. And then <laughs> fucking, I think Lynn. They're the team to beat, uh, man. Their back end yeah, so good. We, Allmark we, and Swayman have been so good. Yeah, we talk about all these teams in the East so far that have been acquiring like elite talent. Like Boston's still the top dog, and all they did was get even better. Fastest team to a hundred points in NHL history. Really? Yeah. I didn't even hear that. Yeah. The only thing in my brain that can drag them down is the fact that they're playing too good. Uh, I, for some reason, me too much, mentally, from, too much momentum I think, like, going. You can't the, play. You can't. You need some adversity. You can't play too good all year. Like you need, yeah, exactly. You need to battle you, some DG. sort of adversity. I mean, I they're going to have to do it in the playoffs now. They got no. But choice. the thing is, they have enough guys that have been. I mean, they have a few guys that were on that team that lost to the Flyers. Oh three, three oh oh three, whatever you want to call it, comeback. Mm-hmm. So they they have guys that have been there, where they'll hold you in check. If they yeah. if they feel like you're slacking or getting too comfortable, they know not to get comfortable. Just uh, was that? But Krejci, it's Krejci still it's still we're on that team. Yeah, Krejci Bergeron and nobody yeah, else. Yeah, nobody else. Mm. But still, but still, they got the guys from the Good Cup too. team still. Yeah, Marshawn, Krejci, team. and Bergeron. No one else. <laughs> no one else. I don't think so. Dude, hockey teams change so quickly. But plus that was fucking twelve that was years. Twenty eleven. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um. All right. Enough Boston talk. Let's move on to the Toronto Maple Leafs. We talked about Ryan O'Reilly and Noel Achari <laughs> last episode, uh, episode thirty-seven. So go no check way. that out if you want to hear more about that trade. But other than Ryan O'Reilly and Achari, 
Toronto acquired Jake McCabe and Sam Lafferty uh, in a conditional fifth in 24 and 25. Some depth beef. From Chicago um, in exchange for basically a 2025 first and a 2026 second. Um, yeah, you guys a couple remember players. when Jake McCabe leveled line A? So you guys remember? Yep. That? Yep. 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 If you guys don't know, look <laughs> it up. Unreal hit. Think they don't hit in today's game? Check that one out. Oh, they yeah. do. I mean, <laughs> but yeah, go through the rest of the picks. Sorry. Yeah. The re- so the rest of the deals here, Toronto also acquired Eric Gustafson. Jeez. We talked about that with the Caps. They uh, So they acquired Gustafson in a first in exchange for Rasmus Sandin. Uh, they also acquired a third to send uh, Enval to the Islanders. They acquired Luke Shen for 2023 third. And then they also acquired Dryden Hunt in exchange for Redeem Sahorna uh, from Calgary. So, I mean, a lot of movement here for Toronto. Yeah. Um, They beefed up their back end for sure. I mean, they picked up... Is is Luke Shen left-handed or right-handed? He's right-hand, so he's probably their third pair right-hand D. Okay, so they picked up two lefties... A right D. And Lafferty's a good like grinder guy, like bottom bottom six guy. Yeah. And um, then obviously O'Reilly's their big the big guy they picked up. So I mean these I mean they have they have depth now, which they may they might might have not had in, in previous playoff runs. But does this get I mean, I don't know. They put they they made a ton of deals. The O'Reilly deal's big. Did he get injured? I thought he left uh, one of the games. I, saw, so I don't know if he actually. I saw that his uh, his fingers were wrapped up. Okay, but like Nothing as a crazy. hockey player, I feel like he's just gonna play through it. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. like I, they're none of these are like super flashy. They're all good pickups for them. A lot of moves. Um, I just don't know I'm, if it puts them over the hump. That <clears throat> I'm not convinced by that. No, man. no. I I, I dude, don't think they can uh, get past Boston. Matthews, Matthews. He, what he's like a point per game, but he doesn't look like himself. I was watching them versus Edmonton. Oh my god, and they dude. just looked so bad. Destroyed them. Well, yeah. I mean, their McStinky is unbelievable, but <laughs> but but Edmonton's playing better. But yeah, I mean, the Leafs, man, they just look so tired and lazy. And and Matthews was just coasting around. I, I don't know. I don't really. I, I feel like they're still not as committed, like to defense, as other teams in like in their yeah. like, the, like the Bruins per se. Or the Islanders and their goaltending is just so. I'm surprised they didn't get like Corpusalo or or a good goaltender. I mean, yeah, that would that would have been a creative Um, move for them. Because also, I think they made a mistake trading Sandine away. In my opinion, yeah, but I think they got the first. The first round picks nice. The first is good for them to maybe use in the offseason. Still, I'm with you, DG. I feel like they traded Sandine thinking they'll get a first, and whoever that first is will be a player like three to five years from now, like they're thinking about cap because they or got to stay just, under the cap. Still. Or it's just ammo for another trade in the off season. Mm. We'll see. Yeah. Um. All right. Enough Leafs, Tampa Bay lightning. Uh, the lightning really didn't do too much, but they made arguably one of the wildest trades that I saw <laughs> in, in uh, acquiring Tanner Janot from the Nashville predators in nice. exchange for and this is a doozy. I'm about to list off like a clean 800 sweep. picks. Uh, <laughs> so a 2025 top 10 protected first, a 2024 second, a 2023 third, a 2023 fourth, and a 2023 fifth. 
So quite a lot of 2023 picks um, for Tanner Janot. And then they also acquired Michael Essimont for Vladislav. Uh, name sticked up. Uh, Nemestikov. Oh, yeah. Nemestikov. Thanks. thanks. You're welcome. <laughs> I didn't want to hear you butcher it. Um, the Janot trade was wild. I mean, it's a lot of picks. I, I might have saw somewhere, not that it fucking matters, was like first time player was traded for like a one through five, like all one through five picks. Like <laughs> he was literally crazy. traded for a pick in every round. Um, but he's they, he's yeah. a a good player. He's a cheap player, and he has a little bit of term, I believe. Right, a couple more years. He's not UFA this year, is he? I will. Not I'm not sure. sure. Look it up on Cat Friendly as I'm talking. But this is the um <laughs> uh. What I was kind of talking about before, where where first round picks are just ammunition, and when you're and with like the, we were talking about the Bruins for example, like a first isn't going to help them in five in now, it's going to help them like down the road. That uh, Julian Breezebaugh, the GM for Tampa Bay, said the same thing. Like we value like first round, like this this is our group, this is the group that we need to make a push with, and we value first round picks differently than other teams. Like a first round pick is not going to help this group, so. We're going to trade all the picks away, like as many picks as we can to make this team better to win with this group because you have Kucherov, you have Point, you have Stamkos, you have Hedman. And Sergachev. And Vasilevsky. Yeah. So when you, you have, have those guys, everything. you can't hesitate. You need yeah. to keep going because, like, yeah. Hedman's mid 30s right now. He's only getting older. Is he that old? Yeah. He's like 32 or 33, I think. Oh. Yeah, he's 32. Yeah. So, like, yeah, he, their, their GM is absolutely right. Like, you you have to value things differently when you're in this type of situation. Um, but it's still, all in all, I think they paid way too much for Tanner Janot. Oh, but, yeah, he, he's he's RFA. And he's, I like him he's as RFA too. This year, after this year. Did you guys see him, like, knock out, uh, I think, like, Corey Stillman, or Corey yeah. Stillman's son, like, on Buffalo with, like, three punches in his like five, one of his first games in Tampa. It was like a clean, like uppercut. He's a tough yeah, Riley. Dude, and still yeah, Riley Stillman. Sorry. Yeah. Corey Stillman was his dad played on Tampa Bay. Be the Flyers does for him. anyways. But yeah, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, anyways, dude, he like, he like Stillman literally went at, jumped at him. Like it was like after, like it was in between whistles and then Jano just literally cleaned his clock. It was amazing. Maybe that's worth yes. all those picks right there. That's what you pay for. The entertainment factor is what you don't consider. <laughs> I mean, this might be that like that that Blake Coleman, Barkley Goodrow like pickup for them. Hegel. Yeah. Yeah. Someone commented on the Instagram on like the hockey fights Instagram and was like, gave him a one, a two, a three, a four, and a five. <laughs> <laughs> That's and it's true. He literally punched him five like five times and knocked him out. Oh, I thought you were talking about the trade. No, that's no, the no. Joke. He was talking about the punches. Oh. That's the joke. He gave him all, all okay. a punch for each pick. <laughs> it's pretty good. Uh, all right. Yeah, Tampa just—I mean, minor moves. They get better. They got a little bit better. That like their bottom six. All right, let's move on to the Buffalo Sabers, uh, who really didn't do too much at the deadline. All they did was acquire Jordan Greenway. Uh, Almost future flyer for a 2023 second and a 2024 fifth. Um, not much to talk about here, uh, but I think a second for the guys kind of a lot. 
Yeah. I mean, it's one of those reclamation projects, right? Yeah. 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 I mean, it's, it is what it is. Um, And Buffalo's made a ton of picks the past few years. So I don't know. I I see there's, there's Buffalo also like took on a couple of reclamation projects when they, yeah, yeah, traded Jack Eichel from Vegas, and those have been yeah. working out pretty tremendously. So yeah, and for, maybe and that's the spot. And, uh, that's the spot, and the Ryan O'Reilly deal too. That uh, there's a little known guy named Tage Thompson was a reclamation reclamation project. So unreal, dude. Yeah, he has it. fucking forty goals this year. Yeah, seriously. Um, but nothing else really to mention there. The Ottawa Senators, uh, this Ooh. is a team I really wanted to talk about because I loved the moves they made. Uh, we mentioned it. They acquired Patrick Brown from the Flyers for a 2023 sixth. Uh, but the big guy that they acquired, Jacob Chikrin uh, from the Arizona hey. Coyotes for a conditional 23 first, conditional 24 second, and a 2026 second. What a deal. For them love it uh i think the gm was quoted oh, no. saying that he basically owed the team a move like this and and he specifically told Giroux that he would do something for him which is yeah what ha- <laughs> what a guy <laughs> yeah Dorian. i like that, that maybe we should <laughs> hire didn't him do it for Giroux. <laughs> yeah what the hell what a fucking sick move though like right like yeah i he has such a good contract uh, I think it's somewhere in the five million dollar range for like the next three seasons, and you arguably got mm. a guy who's a top pair defense a defenseman in the deal for a first and two seconds. I said it last pod, but you get a defenseman like that on your team, he makes everybody else better around you, and just that one defenseman elevates the team in every way, man. Um, I don't think. Maybe they make the playoffs this year, but next year, watch out for the Senators Dude, for sure. For real, with a with a fresh start, uh, they can do some some crazy things. Who do they got on the back end? So now they got well, Shabbat, Chikrin, and is it Sanderson? Is that the guy's yeah, name? Jake Sanderson and He's Zub pretty, is pretty decent. Artem Zub is yep is all right, and then the they have you know Hamonic, who's UFA this year, who's just like a, a role player. Yeah. Uh, Nick Holden and then Eric Brandstrom, who was like the highly touted yeah Brandstrom Vegas pickup a few years ago. He was in the Stone Trade, I believe. But yeah, their 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 left yeah, side is looking core. dirty with uh, Shabbat, uh, Chikrin, and Sanderson. Um, I love their team. Like I, the, if we talked about it like in the Flyer play. segment, I'm gonna root for them to make the playoffs. That's yeah, the team I root too. for. Because I'm not going to root for a bandwagon team that's fucking elite. I'm yeah, going to root for a team I mean, that's on the bottom. They're, they're uh, fucking... Um, Obvious reasons why I'm rooting for them. Fucking, Their young players are good. I mean, you got Kachuk. You got the the, the Brinkhead deal. Huge deal. Uh, fucking signing Stutz, him's going to be... Stutzla, signing who? Oh, Debrinkit because he's RFA. I think he'll stay. I think he'll stay too. Look at the moves I mean, they've made. They've done nothing but, yeah. but prove that they're going to be good. Stutzla's been lights out this year. Pinto has been Pinto's pretty good. Pinto's been good. Batherson is good. Josh Norris was injured all year. He's a good player. Um, Great player. And, and, and Ryan like, Reynolds is about to buy the team. Yeah, There's yeah. so many good things Even for like, the like, Ottawa <laughs> team. Rizard I wish we were like league, Rizard took like league minimum <laughs> if, to play for them. But this wait. Year. He's been 
pretty good. Scored two goals in his thousand wait, game. Congrats, Derek. What's up, kids? DG, man, that team was embarrassing for a while. Yeah, look at our team, buddy. They, yeah. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. But they had that Uber drama. Right? Oh, they were yeah. Hootsie has a point here. They had a bunch of uh, other scandals, like uh, – was it Duchesne's wife? No, 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 yeah. no, 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 no. It was Mike wife Hoffman's was wife. Hoffman's like, Hoffman's texting wife. like, or, or not to mention not commenting to, not... on uh Carlson's wife's Instagram, like threatening her and shit. Eric, yeah, not you, to you mention had a whole bunch of not to mention yeah. the Canada Junior scandal. Batherson is still not cleared of that. I don't <laughs> think so. Yeah, neither, neither is Carter Hart. So I, I don't know about that. Is There's he? Been no statements that he is. No, yeah, there. I thought I thought his agent said something. Did he? It's been a long. They also that has been tucked. Let's talk about swept under the rug. Yeah. we haven't heard that yeah. in a while. Anyways, didn't they? Didn't something with their owner go down too a few years back? Oh, he died. He was a yeah. good owner though. Well, Melnick. I think. No. Yeah, Eugene Melnick. Well, more, I, I mean, know. it came out There's that he was just like too. an asshole, and he like did he did something bad to some like oh really lady who worked for I him heard, or something. Oh, I thought he was a good. I thought there was a lot of drama around the Senators like, for like five years, and they were the worst team in the league. So I, I'm. That's the hope that I'm. They just need to move that goddamn stadium right into auto, into the city. <laughs> yeah, that too. Um, I, but I mean, dude, I and, and they're the fucking they're the like third power play in the league. Yeah. Their power play is electric. Wonder why? And they're tough too. They got they they, they acquire like really good power play players. <laughs> Kachuk is a throwback player. I love. I him. love Kachuk, dude. Kachuk's like a. Kachuk's a flyer, like the way he plays the game, but he's not. <laughs> yeah. uh, dude, it's crazy. I love everything about that team, man. Like, I like I like Brady better than Matthew. Yeah, uh, me too. Else? Yeah, I hate who him. You, who would you rather have? I I mean, I'd rather have Matthew. I think I'd rather have Matthew. More skilled. Yeah, okay. and he's and he's a little bit more of a prick, which I like. No, I think Brady's I kind of a prick too. I think Brady's more of a prick, but yeah, yeah. They probably both are. I mean, like we don't hear the chirps that they say with either of those guys. But uh, yeah, uh, I'll move on. But like, I, I'm I'm in love with like the, the chicken and pickup. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm right there with you, buddy. It's awesome. It's I, just I thought great. it was kind of like out of nowhere. Were they? They were they like a team in the I, running? No, he has I family in Ottawa too, so he was like pumped about it. Um, yeah, I saw someone with his grandpa yeah. on social media. Yeah, his grandpa got to watch his first goal with the Senators or whatever. Um, but all right, let me, let me rattle off the last couple of teams here in the Atlantic before we move to the Pacific, uh, the Florida Panthers made no trades, so nothing to talk about there. Big dud from them. Uh, the Detroit Red Wings acquired a conditional 23 first and a 23 second in exchange for Philip Heronic and a 2023 fourth. That was Vancouver. Uh, yeah. With Vancouver. Vancouver. Wild yeah. deal. Wild deal. Uh, We'll talk more about that when we get to Vancouver. Uh, they also got a seventh for Jacob Verana, which is kind of wild. Like, is that's a reclamation project, uh, Chuck? Was uh, he not <laughs> traded for Mantha like straight up a few years ago? Yeah, I think I think so. I think you're right. I don't know if it was straight up, but they were they, last year. The deal. Last year, that was last year. Yeah, I think so. Years ago, okay. I think Mantha became a cap. He's a capital, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah that was last deadline, I think. Uh, but and then they also acquired a fourth in exchange for Oscar Sundquist. Um, the Heronic trade definitely the biggest one there. I think we'll leave that when we get to Vancouver. Uh, but the, so the last team here in the Atlantic, the Montreal Canadiens, they acquired Dennis 
Gurionov from Dallas in exchange for Evgeny Dadanov. And they also traded Ben is this is correct, right? They had Benino. Was it Benino? Was Benino on Minnesota or I thought he was on Minnesota. Okay, so I think the Canadians were just part of that deal to like get him there. So let's scratch I, I that. I have no idea. I really don't know. I like that trade for Gary Onoff. Yeah, That's another yeah. change of scenery guy. Low risk, young guy. And uh, Dadanoff will help out. We'll we'll get to it, but he'll he'll help. I think that's a good trade for both teams. Yeah, it's pretty good. Um, let's move on, though, for the sake of time here to the Pacific Division. Mm. We'll start with the Vegas Golden Knights. They acquired Ivan Barbashev from the St. Louis Blues in exchange for Zach Dean. They also acquired Teddy Bluger from Pittsburgh in exchange for a player and a 24-third. And they also acquired Jonathan Quick from Columbus, which we mentioned earlier, in exchange for Michael Hutchinson and a 20-25-7th. I think, uh, obviously, Quick, uh, they have a couple injured goaltenders in Vegas, so getting Quick is kind of a insurance thing for them maybe quick quick we'll get back on his uh game a little bit I, and i think I light know. of light of fire under been like ass. one of the worst goalies for the past like five yeah. years six years yeah well, which is which is a shame because he was good last year yeah and phoenix copley's he, been he, really good yeah back up for the king so i mean that was their one thing they needed to address this year was their goaltending so and corpus all solid, solid, solid. yeah and and then did we say get oh yeah Gavrikov too that helps shore up that back end uh, for the Kings mm-hmm. here yeah sorry I was talking about Vegas but yeah we can talk about the Kings sorry too. <laughs> uh, but yeah they go hand in hand a little bit because obviously the Jonathan Quick situation with the Kings um, but yeah so the Kings acquired Corpusalo and Gavrikov they also acquired Zach McEwen it's <laughs> 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 <was> pretty cool. <laughs> Yeah, he uh, hope he gets Le- to play Lemieux some playoff looked pretty hockey. good tonight. I didn't watch. Le- I watched a little bit of highlights, and uh, yeah, he was buzzing around. I think he does have a little more skill than McEwen, but I don't know. It's still hand in hand. I don't fucking care. Maybe that's still a whole lot <laughs> I know. of nothing. But he's but you're losing like a locker room guy for a guy who seemed to have a lot of issues. Yeah, and he was, he was Tony right. Tony D's best friend. <laughs> Did you see that? We don't have to go there. <laughs> Never mind. I'm not even going to bring it up. Uh, <laughs> but DJ, just to clarify, the Canadians, Benino, to, um, San Jose traded Benino to the Canadians who flipped him to Pittsburgh. So he was originally, he was on San Jose this year. Gotcha. Okay. That makes sense. Um. All right. Let's keep it rolling here. The Seattle Kraken made no moves at the trade deadline. Um, the Edmonton Oilers traded Pugliarvi to Carolina. Uh, the big move for them, they acquired Mateus Ekholm from Nashville, uh, basically for Tyson Berry in a 2023 first. And they also acquired Nick Bukestad from Arizona in exchange for a 2023 third and a player. Good good depth pick. Yeah, I like the Bukestad pick. Uh, good that, to see him like still playing. I know he was having like concussion issues when he was in Pittsburgh. Um, and the Ekholm deal is great for them. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Great. They are missing their top, you know, puck moving defenseman on the power play. But, but the, you can put man, anyone in that spot, dude. Yeah. Bouchard in that spot. I agree. I agree. That's what they're going to do. And Ekholm is just, he is so solid. 
I mean, their biggest and issue some, was something defense. that they did. So yeah. they kind of I don't think boosted that slightly at least. I mean, I'm still not yeah. sold on the, the Skinner and uh, Campbell in that, but <laughs> I I agree. <laughs> but you know, if the that's a future the defense is good enough, maybe I mean. The People thing forget is the that West... they were in the they were in the Western Conference Finals. People yeah, forget because I mean, they got swept by the Avalanche pretty handedly. I mean, we've been talking about the East for the past hour here. And now we're in the West, and the East has some of the top teams in the league, whereas the West is wide open. And yeah. I think any one of these teams can make it yeah. to the Stanley Cup. So I could definitely see Edmonton mm. getting there. Yeah, it's going to Calgary. I'm interested why the Kraken didn't do that many moves. I mean, maybe they just thought the season was a good. They should have traded for JVR. I think they just didn't expect to be that in this position. That would have been a good Yeah. So maybe. it's just like see what we got with our guys, figure out. And and they have a lot of draft picks that they can yeah. experiment with. See see what we need in the offseason and trade whoever for that. Mm-hmm. But all right. Uh, the Calgary Flames. The Calgary Flames didn't do anything. I'm going to rattle off their trades, but they uh, acquired Dryden Hunt from Toronto. Uh, wait, I think that's flipped. Yeah, I think they they traded Hunt. They traded Hunt to Toronto for Radim Zahorna. Uh, and then a funny trade that occurred. It was a brother-for-brother trade. Uh, the Flames acquired Nick Ritchie and Troy Stetcher from Arizona in exchange for Connor Mackey and Brett Ritchie. That's so a Ritchie-for-Ritchie Ritchie trade. Kind of funny. Um, but now sorry, um, you got it right. They they acquired Hunt. They did. Yeah. So I I when I when we talked about Toronto earlier, <laughs> I completely <laughs> fucked that one up. But that's fine. Uh, the Canucks. Uh, obviously the Bolivier. This I don't trade, I don't understand really. Which some of the moves? Yeah, which we we talked about Horvat Bolivier in episode thirty six. But the other moves, trading Luke Shen for twenty twenty three third. Good for them, dude. Jeez. Which is a great trade. Yeah. Uh and then the Heronic trade, which the Heronic one's the one I don't it is the questionable one. Yeah. yeah. So if we can dive into that now. Um they traded a first and a second for Heronic, basically. Which like a team so the Vancouver is kind of like the Flyers in a way where like they kind of have pieces, but they really aren't fully put together yet. So it didn't make much sense to me for them to go out and acquire this guy. Whereas Detroit was Stevie Y. He's a genius, knows that his team's still not there yet, and he trades a guy when he's like entering his prime years for as much as he can get out of him. Yeah, I mean... He's 26 years old, so... Great move by Stevie Y. As usual. That's all he does. That's all he does. Uh yeah, I don't I don't really know why it would be like if Chuck traded a first for a player this year in the at, at the trade deadline. It'd be like, what the fuck? We don't have cap space, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, I know it doesn't <laughs> matter. But it's just like you know you need to rebuild this team in some fashion and you trade a first for Veronic. Because they're like in, you don't need a defense. They're in middle of road land. Yeah, they're in no man's land. <laughs> I feel bad for a guy like Elias Patterson who's just going to be stuck there for most of his career. Yeah, like, I, I don't, I don't foresee or them figuring it out. He could leave. He's a UFL. Did he not sign a contract? Did he already sign? Pretty sure. 
Yeah, it's oh, like eight million or something like that. No. Um, okay. Nothing else really there for the Canucks, so we'll move on. Uh, the Anaheim Ducks, they made a trade with the Penguins, trading Kulikov there in exchange for McGinn and a third. They also traded away Klingberg, probably their biggest trade, uh, to Minnesota in exchange for Andre Schuster. The rights to Nikita Nestorenko and a 2025 fourth. Do you guys know anything about Schuster or Nestorenko? I don't really know those no, guys too but, well. But Pedersen's RFA in 2425. That's fun. <laughs> Just had to correct it. Yeah. Sorry. No, that's fine. I uh yeah, I don't I don't know. I mean Andre Schuster, isn't he an older guy? He's kind of bounced around. Yeah, I, I don't think Klingberg's all that anymore. I think he's really just offensive. Um, obviously, in Dallas, when he was there for most of his career, he he was a beast. But like he's towards the back end. Um, I think a good pickup for Minnesota, though. I mean, they're they're yeah, they're one of those teams that like are second in their division, and they have a chance to go far in the playoffs because they're in the West. <clears throat> I like the yeah, I like the pickup. I'm worried about Minnesota because they have a lot of like, like they have Dumbo on defense. Are they, I thought they were gonna get rid of Dumbo, but they, they can't have, like, because they're making a push. It'd be stupid. Yeah, like yeah, they're second they're, in their division. Like they're, they're gonna be playing yeah. the Jets in round one. I'm a little worried about too much offenses back on the D end. Not yeah. enough playoff bodies back there. But, but I mean, they're gonna make they're gonna make noise. I don't think they're gonna go farther than the second round, but they'll they'll make a little noise, I think. Yeah. I agree with you. Um I, I like the the John Johansson pickup though. I think that's a good one. By Minnesota, yeah. Uh so yeah, he's yeah. a classic deadline guy. I feel like yeah. he's always getting moved to deadline. <laughs> yeah, every deadline. Look for him. Um Mojo. So I, I we're leaking into the central here, so we might as well just move on to there. Uh the Sharks were the last team in the Pacific, but we've essentially talked about their trades, Timo Meyer, uh, and whatnot. So rebuild. Yep. So if we're on the wild right now, so let's keep let's keep going with all the wild pickups. Um we've talked about a lot of these, but uh Jordan Greenway getting traded away for a second, Klingberg acquiring sunk fist from Detroit, all very minor moves. Nothing too crazy there. Um, sorry, did you just go to the wild or we all yeah. start the wild? Oh, okay. The I wild because we were, did we, we were already talking about them. So I figured we'd talk about them. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Um, but if you want to, it's, I like the, the I mean, yeah, I mean the data knob trade that Gurionov. um, yeah. I think that's mm. going to add a little score, more scoring touch for them. And I mean, I haven't really watched the Stars play a lot. I remember them coming to Philly and destroying us, and then picking up Max Domi. I I want to see him like. Um, I watched him play the other night, and Max Do- Domi and Dadenoff are flying around. Yeah. They're buzzing, and I think that it's huge for them because they're very defensively sound. They have Robertson who's putting up points. And Pavelski that can chip in, and a few other guys. Ben's Sagan. having a better year along with Sagan, but they need it a little more offensive flair because they're winning a lot of games like three two, two one. Yeah, you know, 
three two overtime kind of th- games. So I, I like them. They those those guys are going to help. That's what they. They needed, also have that opinion. kid Wyatt Johnson, who's a rookie and has fifteen goals this year. Oh yeah, he's sick. Yeah, he's sick. Marchman starting to score a little yeah. bit. My, my uh, junior replacement over there. <laughs> good boy. <laughs> he's a good playoff guy. He, he he'll elevate his game in the playoffs. I I really like the Stars and and Winnipeg Jets. They're my two sleepers out in the, in the west well, i know i know they're favorites but i like them out the, not e- the not west. even though if we're talking favorites it's obviously probably edmonton and on the west and colorado yeah colorado's gotta yeah keep winning I man they're they're i watched them play man they 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 played sloppy versus the the devils the other night they gotta pick it up i don't know what's going on with I them i agree i mean they're they're, they're the still second, in the wild card the second but, wild card yeah <laughs> They have a little bit of a lead. Like I think the next team is Nashville. And Nashville's four, four uh, Nashville's kind and of Nashville five, sold five and Nashville sold. So. Yeah, and they're five points behind. Yeah. Um three, six. Since we're mentioning I think them, the West is pretty much the same. Yeah. They're all played out. What let's talk about the Jets and Avs here a little bit since we're talking about them. Uh the Winnipeg Jets acquired Nino Niederreiter from Nashville for a second in twenty twenty four. They also acquired uh Z, you want to do this for me again? Nemestikov. Put... <laughs> Nemestikov <laughs> from San Jose. Nemestikov, uh, Nemestikov kind of got tossed around in this past couple of weeks. Yeah. Went to a couple of teams. It'll be a third line. And then, uh, there maybe. and then the Avalanche, their big move was acquiring Lars Eller from Washington for a 2025 oh second. Um, Don't say it again. That's the third time. <laughs> I know. Every time you say it, I just get pissed about JVR. <laughs> um, I, it, Two teams that made very minor moves again, in my opinion. I think the yeah, Jets. Yeah, same with that Avalanche. Like you don't want to fucking fuck up any of the mojo from last you year. You don't. Yeah, and you don't want to play them in the first round, no matter how bad yeah. they're playing. But the I mean, Jets... by by then, is Landeskog going to be back? Is the question. Who knows? I have no idea. I haven't been following his league. Could be. I'm sure he'll make a miraculous return for the playoffs. <laughs> the the problem with. The Avalanche this year is yeah they don't really have that much depth scoring. I mean they have like they have like Evan Rodriguez on the second power yeah. play. You know I I don't know. They're really relying like I watch our games. It's all, like McKinnon is buzzing around Randon and McCarr and I like after that They've, it's a little rare to see Randon's anyone else do much. But isn't oh goddamn what's that what's their young center's name that we wanted? New Hook. Yeah, he's been a little underwhelming this year if I'm not mistaken. I think he yeah, was just yeah, yeah, he was exactly. thrown into the fire and like he had to like yeah, take a leap and he hasn't games. Twenty five points in sixteen <laughs> games, thirteen goals, twelve assists. If you're playing second yeah. line center on the Colorado Avalanche, you got to do a little bit better than you got to do better than that. Yeah, totally agree with it. I agree. But you're right; they've been banged up. Yeah, I mean Landeskog's big for that team. Obviously, he's their captain, but he's a big piece mm-hmm. of the team. For just evening out the lines. I mean, we don't forget they also lost Cadre, which was a huge piece of that team. Yep. Um they, they lost someone else too, didn't they? Oh god. I know what works. Struggling here. <laughs> oh, I don't god. remember. But yeah, Kadri was the big name, which is why like the Hayes rumors were occurring slightly. Obviously, we knew that wasn't gonna happen, but and to me, I feel like Colorado could have added a 
another piece. I feel like they did too little. Oh, Burakowski. He was solid for them last year. He lost them too. Yeah, where'd he go? Oh, uh, uh, Seattle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But yeah, you know, whatever. <laughs> uh, all right. So the Nashville Predators, next team on the list here. Uh, the Tanners are no traders. I forgot to mention they also acquired Cal Foot from Tampa Bay uh, in that deal. Uh, they acquired they acquired Isaac Ratcliffe from Philadelphia in exchange for future considerations, uh, and then trading away at home. So that's that's what the Predators did, uh, and they got Tyson Berry in a first in exchange for that. Pretty good kick moves. Kickstart in their build, and yeah. uh, I think they're Boyle's, think Boyle's they retiring, good. and it looks like uh, Barry Trotz is taking over as GM. For Nashville, killing it. Very good moves if you're trying to rebuild on the fly. Yeah, he set the table for him pretty nice. <clears throat> yeah, and Ratcliffe's playing good in Milwaukee, their farm team. I'm rooting for him. You know, he didn't really have that great of a year here in Philly this year. Uh, who is uh, Ratcliffe? Ratcliffe, yeah, he's he's playing a little. Yeah, Rat. He's got two points in three games the, for the AHL team. Yeah, the thing is, Ratcliffe here he was never really given a chance. Like last year, he had a couple good games, and then. We basically yeah, didn't I hear was, from like, him after that. Well, he got he played a few games and he just looked so out of it. Play or uh, in the preseason, and then for the AHL team, I guess he wasn't getting time. I mean, they had like four points in twenty games. So, yeah. Best of luck to him from yeah. the boys. I mean, I liked him the few games States. he had last year mm-hmm. on the fourth line. It's hard to even remember those yeah, games. I mean, he- yeah, I mean, he's just like one of those guys in like the second, like that was drafted from like the second round to like the fourth round over that span of like those five years between Hextall and I guess early Fletcher that just didn't come to fruition. He was uh, the Patrick Frost draft, right? Second round pick. I, I believe they were all in the same draft class. I I think he was in the Nolan Patrick draft. Yeah. The thing with Flyers fans and their prospects is I feel like we always overvalue them. Like yep. for some reason we yep. thought yep. Isaac Ratcliffe was going to be a guy where if we had any mm. type of like brain power, we would have realized that that just wasn't going to happen. Well, you look at, <laughs> I mean, sort we of were same. spoon fed that he was going to be a top six. Well, you, you look the at the, you look at it's people don't realize the difference between junior hockey and the NHL. And you look at like his OHL stats, and he was like a hundred point seasons. Like, it doesn't and always then, translate, man. It's a completely yeah. different game. And then, yeah, exactly. Usually, bigger players take a little time to develop. Yeah. too. I mean, like look at Tage Thompson. Well, let's I'm not. Like, I'm not saying. If right, right, I'm not saying. Becomes a forty goal. But I'm not saying they are. Nashville. I'm just saying like. If that happens, you guys will never see me again. (laughs) No, that's what I'm. But that's what I'm saying. They're waiting on him probably to develop and come into his body because that's what a lot of bigger players up front do. Yeah, take a little while. No, I know what you mean. Oh boy, (laughs) let's go. We got three more teams that did a better job than Chuck Fletcher this trade line. Let's get to them. (laughs) Oh man, yeah, last three teams here. Um. Take notes on this team, Chuck. The St. Louis Blues. This is the team I know we all wanted to talk about. Uh, we've already essentially mentioned their trades, but just to summarize, they traded Ryan O'Reilly and Tarasenko out in exchange for a couple of firsts, a second, a third, a fourth, and Sammy Blay. 
Um, Taking a chance on Verona. They also traded uh. away Barbashev to Vegas for Zach Dean. I don't know who Zach Dean is, so then doesn't matter. Acquired Jacob Verona for a seventh. Uh, just a like all round good job. That's by how them. you retool. Yeah, they traded away yeah. expiring contracts. They still have the core. They got two firsts in next in next year's draft, correct? They're both in next year's draft. Dude, remember, remember mm. us shitting on their GM last year for not put uh for the uh the expansion draft. The we'll be shitting on him for not putting Tarasenko not, on. Not the... putting Tarasenko on there. <laughs> yes, because he could. Well, it's still in hindsight, still a horrible move because if they he got picked, they wouldn't have gotten a first for him. Like they got a first round pick for him. Yeah, and it's and no, so now. So it was a good move on his part, not. You said horrible. You said horrible. No, if you if he protect, he didn't protect him. Seattle could have selected him. Yeah, which would have been bad for the Blues because they got a first round. Yeah, okay. so still a bad thing from the GM. Like he should have. He should have protected him. him. He should got have it, protected. Got it, yes. got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Yes. Got it. Jesus Christ. Boys. <laughs> we had to really work. We had to really work our way around that one. I now I know what Dol- what uh, what Coots feels like. <laughs> we were both confused on that one. All right. Yeah, I mean, I'm never confused. Coots knew you, you called the Blues being fakes at the beginning of the year. You knew they were not going to be good, but they have had some injuries too. I'll give it. I'll give it back. Yeah, we don't, some we bad don't luck streaks. But <laughs> but I knew. I knew. Yeah, I'm surprised they didn't try. Maybe they did with Shen. Like, they, could they have traded Shen, or does he have a bad contract? He'll probably guys he'll probably get guys. traded in a year or two. Yeah. But I, I think he yeah, does get paid a lot. Left. Um, my thing, I think, with the Blues, yeah, is, dude, he has. A lot of what is it? Left. He's he's until 27, 28, making six and a half. That's not horrible. Six and a half is six bad. and a but, half, but he's getting older. Him. Man. Yeah. He's like well, on the wrong a, side of that's third. Not a, that's not a deadline trade. That's an offseason. Yeah, whatever. Uh, I think, yeah. like we've said it, they made good moves towards a, a quick rebuild or retool, I should say here. But I still don't think they have all the pieces together to still to like become a great team again in a couple of years. I don't see it. The Blues? Like Bennington, I think Bennington sucks. He's I think he's fake. so painfully average. Yeah, um, yeah he is. I agree. And I don't think a, they uh, have good D. Streak. Like Pareko, Justin Folk, uh, Krug. and who else? Krug. Krug. I think that's a good core to build yeah, around. But Folk's older, Pareko's like 30, 31, and he's got like an eight-year contract or something crazy. Um, Yeah. I don't know. I mean, yeah, losing Petrangelo was huge for them. Yeah. That like was kind of what started their demise he left after the yeah, cup like he I, left that cup. off season yeah yeah that really hurt and then tarasenko wanted to leave like immediately basically yeah uh former <laughs> almost future fire <laughs> uh all right second to last team here the arizona coyotes essentially did what they always do they acquired massive contracts <laughs> and traded a away a good player in, in Chikrin. Um they so we joke. talked about it earlier. They acquired Shea Weber. Uh they also acquired Borchek. They traded away Ghost for a third, and then they traded away Chutrin for 
Chikrin. Sorry. Fuck. <laughs> you said it right earlier. I don't get it. Yeah. When you were jerking off the senators, you when said you, it right. Chukrin. Listen, when you talk about hockey for like an hour and a half, your brain starts to fucking shut down when it comes to these names. Um, Probably close to two hours. Yeah. But like, to, to me, like the Arizona Coyotes are a joke. They've always been a joke. And like the moves that they They're made to Atlanta prove to me that they are still a joke. Yeah, I have no faith in them ever no, for being good. I feel bad for. They just have good. They just have nice jerseys. Yeah, they have arguably one of the. At least they have. That. I mean, they play Clayton in a Keller. college fucking arena. That's <laughs> fun though. I kind of like that. What's your goalie's name? Valshmeka. He's pretty good too. Yeah. Uh, wait. That might not be if be it said correctly, but that just sounded so bad. Vemelka. I thought he was Vemelka. I think Vemelka. the J is silent. Vemelka. Valshmeka. <laughs> so so That's... they for Gossas Bear basically they got what a year of serve two years of service a year of service a second a seventh and a third yeah nice did Gossas Bear receive a purple heart for doing two years in Arizona <laughs> <laughs> That's a fair question. it is, it is Vimelka now you had me like questioning myself for a second Vegmelka it, Veg. it's spelled Vegmelka Pronounce it perfectly. That's a that's a yeah. That's a happy coincidence for them to have a guy like that pan out. Um, because like I feel like Arizona's had so many like top picks for so long, and like I feel like they fuck it up a lot. Like obviously Clayton Keller's good. Um, who's the other guy on their on their team who's good? I mean, they missed with Strom. They missed with Hayenther. They miss, or was it? Or, I, don't know. No, I guess no, no. Gunther was just Gunther's, drafted. Jeff He's gonna be good. He's gonna be good. Yeah, no. Um, Hayden. Yeah, no. Hayden Schmaltz. Schmaltz is the guy I was thinking. Chutrin. Sorry, fuck me. Fuck <laughs> me. Dude, I don't know how you keep doing it unless it's on purpose. No, it's not. At it's really this point, concerning. I'm just, I can't anymore. Uh, Chikrin. They basically developed that guy to the player he is, and then he just wanted to leave. Like it sucks. Did, Nobody did wants to play there. Didn't Schmaltz go to Chicago? Was traded from Arizona to Chicago and played there for a few years and was pretty good and then traded back to Arizona. Yes, I think you're right. I think you're right. Schmaltz went somewhere this or year. Or was he draft? He was drafted from Chicago. He was drafted by Chicago. Yeah, he was probably to Arizona. Wait, who? Schmaltz. Nick Schmaltz. I thought he, I thought he no, was just no, uh, no. I'm looking Arizona. at it now. He was drafted by Chicago in 2014. Yeah. Oh. Yep. He's exactly pretty good what player. you said. Um, but uh, since we're talking about Chicago, the last team on our list here, we might as well move on to them. Uh, Chicago obviously traded Patrick Kane, best USA hockey player of all time, uh, for a second and a fourth round pick. And then they also traded uh, Max Domi for a 2025 second. I'd be a little unhappy if I'm a Blackhawks fan about that return. I know Patty Kane pretty much willed that trade, but it's still like you should get a first for him. Yeah. Uh, if they don't get, I, I feel like Blackhawks fans like desperately want Bedard, but at, at the same time, I guess it doesn't really matter. It doesn't because matter like them. They, they, they're going to get one of those top guys. And like, if I'm them, yeah. Connor Bedard, obviously it changes everything, but like any one of those guys will be a great core piece for the future. Like they need, they're going to be bad. For the next five years, probably, if I had to guess, mm. um, 
obviously you want more from Patrick Kane, but they got what they could get for him. And I don't know. I think the bigger thing with Chicago is when they traded Debrinkit and fucking Kirby Doc, who I thought could have been their core pieces moving forward, and they decided, nah, we're just gonna get right rid now. of every Not we're gonna get yet. rid of everybody <laughs> on our team. We're actually gonna like have a bunch of nobodies on our team and just work it well, out from there. It was actually so painfully dumb that they did that. Yeah. It's crazy. I'd rather be where they're at than us. They had, had uh, three cups. <laughs> Okay. Well, so yeah, you'd rather be. He's saying he'd rather have their current roster and the three. Kutsi, you're supposed to be the optimistic one. Exactly. Than just having their current roster. Well, I am optimistic. I I think the Flyers could have a crazy turnaround, like the Senators. I'm with the Flyers. I'm with you, Kutsi. I think the Flyers need to trade everybody. They need to trade. I'm just saying. Law and then connect me this offseason. I'm just saying. Nah, I I think me and Coots are on the same wavelength here. I think the Flyers, obvious management issues, but I think they have good pieces. And if you just make a couple trades here or there, move out of contract, get a little lucky in the draft, things can turn around fairly quickly, in my opinion. We just need Chuck to like want to talk to more than, I don't know, 10 different GMs. Yeah, he needs to. He needs to go on a golf trip with these seventeen guys calls. He probably doesn't. Totally golf. right. Yeah, he, he needs to. Called. He needs to grease him up a little. He needs to <laughs> butter him up. You know. I don't know, man. They just need to. There's so many deals that they could have made, like creatively, and they're just. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Let's go. Let's, let's go on to the post game. Yeah, let's go on to post game here, so we can basically summarize our feelings. No, I just here. had a question that just popped in my head because of the yeah go for it the blackhawks talk in in your opinion i guess is patrick kane the greatest american born hockey player i would say well, well i mean is. i didn't see a lot of, i mean besides I besides just like stats and and accolades i mean i guess I'd is what you have between, to base it off of i for me it's mike Madano. i, I was gonna say it's mike either between Madano. it's gonna be between mike Madano, it's gonna be between brian leach it's gonna be between phil housley and then jeremy roenick probably i would say Brett Hull is he American born? Brett Hull. Shannon. Brett Hull's Canadian. No, no, Shannon's Canadian. Wait, he played. No, Brett Hull played Brett... on the U.S. World Cup team. Mm. Uh, I think it was like '96 or something. I don't know. Was he one of those like dual citizenship? He's children? like a dual citizenship, but like I'm pretty a Couturier, sure. Like... How Couturier he, was born he's in Arizona, not... but he plays in the can- Canadian team. Yeah. Okay. He's not a. He's not um because John Leclerc is the highest scoring goal scoring American born player. Is he? Even though Hull is number one oh, technically because he represented USA, I tweeted it a few times in in the NHL or in international play ever. That John the McClure's NHL, the highest goal scoring goal scoring. Really, I did. That's not actually a American, I'm pretty good at history. Can we confirm? Am I wrong about that? Can we confirm I that? I'm, I think I'm right. I know Jeremy Roenick has 500. I don't think no, Dano had more. No, no, wait, wait, no. This is what John. Oh, okay, yeah, Madano definitely has. He's the only American goal. to have three fifty goal score uh, seasons. That is vastly different. Okay, that's that's, okay. that's, yeah, that's, that's way different. That is sorry. Yeah, I got a, I got a little horny. For it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Leclerc had four hundred six goals. Madano had five sixty one. Data. I love Mike Madano. You ever go walk back and watch those? You might. I mean, yeah. Stars teams. It's a great point there, but I still think Patrick Kane. Arguably, how many cups does Montezano have? One. I just looked up, and it was the toe in the crease cup. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Dude, to me, that answers flying, the question. Dude, oh. Iconic with the with the jersey out, flying. It's like a cape on him. Um, uh, but yeah, I'm saying like if we're measuring it, obviously it's just on fucking like Stanley Cup wins and shit. I I, I think you, know, you got to give it. To I, I would give it the Patty I think there's an argument to be made though. I'm looking at some lists and they have like Austin Matthews as the two and Patrick Kane as the one. Dude, Austin get Matthews has done nothing. And like Eichel is the five on it. I'm like, yeah, what the fuck hey, is get this? Get out list? of here, man. <laughs> Chelios. When was the Chelios last time was that was there? updated? Chelios, yeah, that, he's yeah. up there too. No, I mean, it's a fair question. That era that era in the like mid to late 90s, early 2000s was like the greatest era oh of God. USA hockey for a while. I thought you, and then I thought you were back. Now we have this new crop. Now we yeah. have this new crop with Austin Matthews and, <laughs> and Kadros and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah. What's this? What's this Austin Matthews one? It's from 2020, I think. But it might be current. People are still that stupid in 2020. It might be current. It might be current NHL players. Nope. It's not. Hold on. Mark nope. Hansen, idiot. Uh, yeah. So, so it's Bucci's. <laughs> Bucci's list. And he has Bucci Kane cross. one, yeah, Kane one from 2020. Kane one, Matthews two, Madano three, Lafontaine four, Eichel five, Brian Leach six. Chelsea. If that doesn't, if that doesn't eight. confirm that he knows nothing yeah. about hockey. Keith Kachuk nine and Joe Mullen ten. Wow. I think putting Austin Matthews a guy. I mean Joe who's... Mullen, that's a good one. Yeah, Tony Amonti is in the 16, 17. Mark Austin Matthews has played how many years in the NHL? Like five or six? Yeah. And he's not I won think... a playoff series. You can't. <laughs> Obviously, maybe by the there end of a, his career, was... but not right now. It's insane to say. Yeah, it's tough. Yeah, his under his little blurb says that he thinks Austin Matthews will be the first American-born player with 600 goals. And 700 isn't out of the question. I mean, I think I did say that. Austin Matthews could break Ovi's record, but he's been horrible. Not horrible. He just has not performed think, up to I par think, this year. I think Matthew. I think McDavid has a better chance. Maybe. <laughs> McDavid's just he just like I feel like Matthews. He has an elite shot, but he still needs the Marners and the Tavares's feeding him the puck, where McDavid can just do it all himself. Yeah, I think Mitch yeah. Marner's the best player on that team. No, I, I think Matthews, when he's on, is a shot creator and an unbelievable player. But Matt Marner is very good, too. But Matthews just looks injured this year to me. He just doesn't look himself whenever I watch him. He's kind of cruising around. Basically, ever since Konechny gave him the business in that game. <laughs> <in> the <air. laughs> Couldn't help yourself. Always could bring you. it back to Konechny. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, okay. Speaking of Keck, this is a good post, same topic. Charlie O'Connor tweeted it out. I don't know if you guys saw it, but he tweeted like the top the like the top forwards on the Devils, and they were like split up into tiers. And like the first tier was like Jesper Brat. Uh no, the first tier was Hughes. He, yeah, Hughes. He By himself. Saying, not in order. By himself. Was it? Okay, then tier two was Brat, Heesher, um, Tima Meyer, and then tier three was like whoever else after. But he was like, Where would you actually be? Where would Travis Konechny be in this lineup? He said he'd think he'd be in tier three behind he, but like after the first one after Meyer. Probably agree with that. Uh, I think I think Konechny needs to prove himself next year too to be in the second tier. Yeah, yeah, definitely, I definitely, definitely agree. not in the first year. 
I'd say he's, I, I think he probably is around four or five. You can make an argument here or there, but Hughes, Heesher, Brat. I mean, I'd still Timo put Meyer uh, are, over him. I would say all four of those guys are, are better than TK. Yeah. You can make maybe an argument that TK is on the same level as like Heesher or Brat, uh, but I don't know. No, I don't think so. People laughed at me for saying this, but if you compare, because they're both kind of rats, you compare Marshawn's early numbers versus TK's early numbers, and it's kind of getting comparable. If if TK continues to go this trajectory, he'll have he'll be a Marshawn player because Marshawn was a late cropper. But it's also your it's also your environment. Be. Yeah, put TK on the twenty tens. The 2020 yeah, Bruins, I and I think he would be a very he would be Marshawn like, but I agree. Give him this flyer. I think Drew developed. Be. Drew developed so well because he was on that amazing 2000 yeah. and was it eight run? Did he start or ten run? Did he start? Ten. Twenty. Uh, eight. No, he, he made started, his debut in two. He made his debut yeah. in 2008. In 2008. Sorry. Eight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For his debut. I remember when he, but he didn't got play in the playoffs. I think. He was buzzing around. I remember I was like, who is this guy? Yeah, I think they made him shoot in a shootout during his de- in his debut and we lost. <laughs> it's he all his fault. <laughs> <laughs> Been downhill since. Sorry, DJ. But, anyway. but I but DG, I'll give you credit. I am proud of TK. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I love how we're giving year. DG credit for <laughs> You're giving me credit for, for TK. TK's performance. <laughs> Dude, you you're the one that did it. Yeah, you did it with, I think it was you. T, I'm gonna I'm gonna TK get you. I'm to gonna us. get you a signed TK jersey that says DG. Without you, I wouldn't have scored. <laughs> I, I this year. It, it could only. It could it's only all be for you. you. I don't want DG written on there. I don't want my fake alias. All right, I didn't want to say your real name on air, but <laughs> I know. Um, I just. I mean, I still feel good about the fact that I called TK. I'll I'll tell you guys that much. You called him. What did he answer? No, I called it that. He, I called it that he was going to be a guy, and that he's always been one. Oh, and oh he's a guy. Gives a shit. <laughs> I mean, Johnny, who did you pick? Sean Kateri. <laughs> yeah, I think he picked Kutz for everything. Who did I pick? Hart. I pro- Hart. And then yeah. I picked TK, yeah, nice. and and Kutzy picked uh, nice. Tippett. So I basically definitely... mean, I think. Whoa, 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 whoa! You think Hart hasn't been good this year? The season's not over yet. <laughs> Who stops the I mean, here, a topic before we wrap it up here. Who do we think had the best <laughs> my guy prediction? I Coots. I'd give it to Coots. Cootsie. Just based off <laughs> historical. Just because he's not you. Because there wasn't a lot to go off of. Like, <laughs> like yeah. It's a that. super biased vote also, right here. No, no, no. So I'm gonna be very my, honest. My, it's my, a rigged election. My pick was a very obvious, easy pick. Your pick yeah. was you had historical, you know stats to look at of him being a 24 goal scorer in tk and, and i had no, and back. i had and i had no choice as a tk guy to pick him as my yeah guy. yeah that but going going for for Tippett, who has been lights out this year with with very little to go off of and watching him play i think coots has to win yeah now for Completely top fair. goal scorer i did pick now. cam atkinson do i get to <laughs> do i get to change that <laughs> No, no. It's like when you make it. You don't play games. It's like when you make it. You Coots and you roast me about my pick. (laughs) Well, Coots was injured at the time when you picked him. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but there was hope. 
there was also we got to go back and look at that because there i did pose the question will over under will will uh ellis play less over under four games four and a half said under i said me me and johnny said you johnny said zero i said (laughs) under four and coot said he'd come back for the playoff push and play 20 games at the end of the year well, this is why when we playoff uh, we, push, I didn't, say that. Playoff push? <laughs> I, I didn't, I didn't say we were making, I don't know if it was exactly like that. You know, the March to the playoffs in March, you yeah. know, this, there we go. this is why when we bring up these random ass questions during the, the podcast, we need to start posting them like as little <laughs> graphics and have people talk about it. Cause it's much easier to go back through our tweets and figure it out than well, let's, figure out what well, fucking episode we talked we about. We can still that. do that. <laughs> We can be like, we can have a post like, "Hey, look at our predictions and let's compare." I don't know, something funny. Well, I think that's a good idea going forward. Have for everyone the, laugh at us. Yeah, I think it's a fun idea for the future, and I think we should do that more often. Let's do it. Kind of like how we did the you my guy graphic. You think Cutter plays at the end of the year? Yes, I think as soon as college season ends for him, he's getting signed. I kind of have a feeling, and he's going to play less. He's he going to play one more year. He's good. Uh, nah. I think he might be too good. I hope. I hope so. I hope you're right. But I could see him playing one more year. I wouldn't hate it. Uh, I wouldn't hate it either. It's not like we need him, well, and it might be better for his development. Uh, what a year for him, man! Youngest guy in the team, most points, most goals. Do you know what I noticed? And this is a little off topic, but. Playing Chell, they just don't have the college prospect yeah, they don't. in the game. No, they don't have the that rights. This is me off. They don't uh, have the rights. That's annoying because oh, that I like sucks. started a Flyers franchise and I'm like, where's Cutter? <laughs> <laughs> like, I- I'm going to be trading away a bunch of players. I need my, you know, center well, prospect coming up. The, not signed to the team yet, right? Yeah. So is it just college players that they just don't yeah. have the rights to? Because I also, not, you're, I think that's just a fully like you can't like I don't think they can produce j- college jerseys with the players' names on them either. Just in all sports, gotcha. I thought they thing. can do that now because of the uh, the new. Because thing. Adam Fantilli wasn't in the draft either, and I was like, okay, he's a college guy too, so mm-hmm. that makes sense. Yeah, Mitchkoff wasn't either. That's a KHL. That's a, that's a whole other issue. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. Any Dude, last I, hate this. I know. I just thought I hate this franchise. That's <laughs> pretty much it. Dude, it's like, it's crazy to think that like 10 years ago, you had like, like just from a fan perspective, like you had 40,000 people a night fighting over 20,000 seats for like a regular season game on a, on like a random Tuesday. And then look at where we are now getting rangers fans like invading our stadium. Oh, we didn't even talk oh, about fuck, that. Dude, Johnny shit well, now we have i mean a lot of people it. are saying like oh that happened last time the rangers played us which it did but i don't think it was well, that, like not to that extent i don't it think it was so that extent no, i think they had like a section whereas this day it was the entire fucking rink was rangers fans let's go rangers chance coming through the airwaves onto the television is wild For no like, they were getting booed everyone out. yeah they were getting booed though but you could hear it so but um yeah, but like, yeah, I've never, oh, it just was ridiculous. Just like visibly, like you see like a sea of blue, like on the lower bowl, and it's just the most depressing thing ever. I know it's been, been it's that was pretty bad. I've, but I've seen Rangers games before where I was like, holy shit, there's a lot of Rangers fans here, even in like 2012. I mean, 
I guess. I mean, I, I, I mean, hate it's, Rangers it's pretty fans obvious too. That that I, I think I hate New York fans. Sometime. I think I just hate. Them. I mean, think about the Phillies games when the Mets come come to town. I mean, it's the same thing. I but but not maybe not that level, but maybe when the I would I wouldn't say it's bad, like even it's close though. No. But it's just when they're it's bad, just though? like our team is so bad, and all they have to do is drive an hour and a half down ninety five, and then get cheap ass tickets just to see the their team play. Yeah, yeah, or take the train. It's like yeah. they can see their team play basically as a home game in Philly for we, cheaper we than at MSG. That. Yeah, that's fair. We used to be like that. It's not not our fault, though. Um, There was actually like a good amount of people at the game tonight I saw. Yeah, I was like really shocked by that. Great. People are still buying tickets. Fantastic. (laughs) There was the one guy wearing the bag on his head, which I I respect that guy. Yeah. Uh, I retweeted him. We got to get a clown shirt out there. Yeah. Um, Oh, yeah. I actually Plug tweeted it. today, and if anybody's listening, if you buy a clown shirt, uh, they get sold in batches. I believe there's about 10 days left on this batch. If you buy a clown shirt, I will personally mail you a drunk gritty sticker for free if you send me the the receipt in my DMs. So or we the... gotta get some some models for our shirts. Yeah, so people can see you, what they look you like. Know on anyone? People. Uh, off the top of your head. I'm sure, we all know some people that can model. Okay. All right, we'll, talk, sure? off. we'll <laughs> talk off here. We need to get, are you sure? We need to get Jim to model for us. Yeah. <laughs> no, we need to get Mikey to do some. Uh... Mikey? Mikey D? Yeah, Mikey D do some flexing picks. Oh, yeah. <laughs> do, do some workouts. Yeah. <laughs> we can hit Where's him. Where's Roderick? We need Roderick, Roderick. to have, so, have a shirt. He's your boy, dude, defending you. Yeah. I thought he was uh, DG's boy. I didn't. Yeah, no, he is. I no, I think he hates DG. I know no, he, he doesn't. DG. I'm pretty you know? sure he, he complimented everyone on the podcast except for me, but that's fine. <laughs> oh, okay. that's true. Okay, yeah, you hear that, Roderick? You got you got to personally reach out to Z. He's feeling a. Uh, it's okay. i a little sad. We need, on Twitter. We need uh, Chris Maher to wear it on our uh, on his YouTube videos. That's cool. Let's Mayor, send, let's Maher. let's send one to uh, Steve Ellis too. We need to get him back on with Johnny. Yep. Uh, draft. Maybe yep. had a draft. That was a good interview. That was fun. I would love he to just put a quarter in him and he just kept going. <laughs> <A quarter. laughs> I'm going to clip this and send I it to him. I love that. <laughs> All right, boys. That, that wraps up this yeah. episode of Time I Skates. Uh, please like, comment, and follow on Twitter and Instagram at Time I Skates Pod and listen anywhere you get your podcasts. Please rate and review on Apple and Spotify. I'm Z for DG, for Johnny, for Cootsie. We'll see you guys next time.